0: You don't want to you, don't, you don't want to include the part where I bitch at you for fucking up. <laughs> no, that's that's getting cut. Anyway. Oh, okay.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode number 105 of the whatever show. It's been a while it has been a while we took some time off um we saw the last jedi we've got a special episode out uh that if you haven't checked out and you've seen the last jedi already you should go check that episode out.
0: probably should drop about the same time however do don't check it out if you haven't seen the movie
1: yeah if you That's... haven't seen the movie then wait listen to that one after but it, it's a doozy i mean we, yeah. we didn't we didn't go as long as we normally do but it, it was it was a uh, pack full of quality content so i think you should give it a listen
0: um i have a restaurant review
1: you do, I do. This is new for the intro, but let's let's throw it, it in there.
0: No, um, actually, I just wanted to throw this in there because um, I we did take some time off. Um, I actually went down um uh, to Southern Oregon to visit uh, my dad, and my brother, and, and uh, my family down there. Um, and Grants Pass just in the last couple months opened an In-N-Out Burger.
1: Oh fuck your face! Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we stopped
0: and had lunch at In-N-Out yesterday. Um, before we we rolled up the freeway. Here's the cool thing about the In-N-Out Burger in Grants Pass. When you're in the parking lot, one of the um, exits to the parking lot literally exits onto the uh, on-ramps to the freeways. Like, one lane goes to the northbound, one lane goes to the southbound. Oh, wow. So, like, you're just right there.
1: I have to assume that a lot of people are probably stopping just for In-N-Out, especially oh, right now. Oh,
0: for sure. For yeah. sure. Um, actually, it wasn't... Okay, so it was busy to the point where, like, we ordered our food for for here to stay and eat, um, and it took, like, two minutes to get a table after we got our food oh, okay. because there, there was enough people in there that were still sitting down and whatnot, but then some folks left and we sat down and enjoyed it. So here's the thing. Um, a lot of people swear by in and out burger. Um, yeah, and, and, jam. and they, they talk about it like it's the best thing they've ever had. Okay. It's not necessarily the best burger I've ever had, but I will tell you this, the value for the burger, the burger that you get for the price that you pay is, is definitely well worth it. And it, it is a fantastic burger. Um, Oh yeah, it's uh, Carl's Jr. just recently came out with the California Double, which is supposed to be like a double double type burger. With, uh, it's, with it's, it's 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 a pale comparison. It well, it's because Carl's Jr. doesn't use quality ingredients on their shit either. Like yeah, um, and they don't. Yeah,
1: it's just it's not it's not the same. It's not the same.
0: One of the things one of the things that I that I really enjoyed about it is like a double Double three seventy five. Yeah. You know, um, you can get a meal if you want. It's I think seven bucks for the double double medium drink and a and a, and a fry. They only have one size French fry.
1: Yeah. The last time I had it in and out I think it was in Vegas, like three or four years ago, and yeah. I think I got a double double for like I don't know, let's say like two sixty-five. Did you get an animal style? I think I did. I think it's got the, the first. Onions. I think the first time or two, I did not know that animal style was a thing, and then I yeah. went back and I was like, "Hold the fuck! Hold the fucking phone for a second! Why didn't anybody tell me about this sooner?" And then when I went back and yeah. had it the second time, I was like, "Oh yeah,
0: that's that's oh, it's, yeah. it's I mean it's it's the the worst kept secret in fast food. Yeah, is the I, animal I just, style, and you can get animal style fries if you want to.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's super good.
0: Um. Uh, we didn't do the animal style on the prize although the next time i go i might i might do animal style on the prize when i go um but uh road trip i mean it's only it's only three hours (laughs) that's not that bad uh no i was i was i was really impressed like the the service was quick and now i will i will be the first one to admit that they still have their training crew there yeah so like it's you know trainers that come from
1: so yeah it's the best possible experience you probably get Yeah, yeah. yeah
0: Um but no, that was my first my first experience um with In and Out and it was it was definitely positive. And like I said, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna write to you and say this was the best hamburger that I've ever eaten in my life. It was a very good burger and it was it was made more so by the fact that like literally I fed my entire family for twenty three dollars.
1: Yeah. Uh, that's awesome
0: and, and we're a family of five So
1: for, for, Conversely I went to Jack in the Box And it was $30 And I can say that my burger That I had Was nowhere near as good As, as any And I'm going to say had. Like
0: nine yeah. bucks Was probably your meal That you got for you Yeah something yeah. like
1: that all right. So anyway, that's a restaurant review portion of the Whatever Show. Also on the Whatever Show this week, we have a lot of stuff. We're going to talk some DC news. We got some Batman rumors and casting rumors. We got uh, some rumors about the Snyder some scenes scenes that got left on the cutting room floor from um, Justice League. We have so much Marvel stuff. We got a uh, we got you know, like, Jennifer two and Lawrence. a half three weeks
0: were the where the topics. Yeah, so. we
1: got Jennifer Lawrence talking about X Men. We got our first look at Sansa Stark, um, which of course is actually Sophie. Sophie, Sophie Turner. Sophie Turner, thank you. Sophie Turner. Um, so we got our first. Maybe look at- I should
0: maybe I should stop writing things like Sansa Stark as <laughs> Dark Phoenix.
1: I, everybody knew what I meant. Um, we we've got our first look at Sophie Turner as Dark Phoenix, and it looks really good. Um, we at the time of you know putting in our show notes, we had some like back and forth of like Disney and Fox might uh, merge. what well, they, they want not. that
0: with Disney and Fox? Yeah.
1: It, it turns out they just did. Uh, we'll talk about that and how that what that means for the industry. Jessica Jones trailer uh one of my favorite neat little pieces of news because i felt like this for a while um kevin page comparing uh Fige. chris evan oh, fuck, i do that every time feige comparing uh chris evan's captain america to uh, uh chris reeves superman uh page
0: yeah, was a um, was a disease in star trek voyager
1: oh nice so <laughs> <laughs> uh we're gonna talk spider-man there's a new spider-man game coming soon which looks uh, cool as hell um and, you know, we got some other stuff. Is that I a
0: game to... or is that an animated movie? I think it's an animated movie.
1: Oh, you're right. This is the movie yeah, that yeah. I put in there. Um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I want to talk about a little bit. We got and The i let Eddie talk about that because I haven't watched it. Yeah. So I won't get spoiler heavy, but that'll probably just be a plea for you to watch it because it is really good. We have a whole bunch of stuff in, in the in the Pope Re section this week. Um, Ready Player One gets an official trailer. Ooh, I saw one. that when I saw The Last Jedi. It's super good um cbs all access has a new thing coming to it at uh jordan peele's twilight zone this is an interesting one i think we're gonna talk about uh jk rowling and johnny depp uh that's a that's an interesting story matt's gonna tell us all about the foo fighter show he went to um Man. which has been a while so long that when he read that in the notes he was like oh i did go to that i guess that was a long time ago and I got far far away anyway uh,
0: i think it was two weeks ago today actually yeah.
1: Tarantino's got a Star Trek movie that's gonna be rated R I don't know what the fuck that's about but I'm anxious to gab about it a little bit uh if you're a fan of J.J.
0: Abrams produced rated R Star Trek movie yeah
1: I I don't I have no I literally don't know what to even make of that that piece of news um we got Netflix talking about uh or Netflix grabbing a hold of John Scalzi's sci-fi novel Old Man's War um if you have read that book you'll be excited about that um Josh Holm of Queen's Stone Age kicked a girl in the face. (laughs) Apparently he's a douche. (laughs) Who knew? Uh, And we're going to talk about Alexa Bliss and Sasha Banks making history. So like we said, a lot of show. Two weeks worth of stuff to go over. Stick around. All right. So. Let's open it up. We got we got some DC to talk about. Um I think these are gonna be relatively quickish topics. Uh but there are rumors that there was some Black Seed Superman scenes uh in the deleted scenes for Justice League. And mm-hmm, so of course mm-hmm. to that I say we need a director's cut. I I wanna see whatever whatever we can get. I want a and, Snyder cut basically. And
0: you know my argument.
1: Go on.
0: My he needs ar- the mullet? No, my argument for this has been we've been complaining about Snyder and the direction he's taken this like for so many years. And then we got a movie that wasn't Snyder. And now we're like, Ooh, more Snyder.
1: <laughs> I know it doesn't make any goddamn sense. Except for I, I wanted when they did death of Superman, I was like, Oh, we're going to see Superman in the black suit. That's right. Yeah, so I rad. do. I do want to
0: see that. Yeah.
1: Um, so I'd also
0: I'd, I'd really like to see what Henry Cavill looks like with his own face, too. Um, <laughs> That would be helpful. Yeah. So
1: there, there Um, you know, this one isn't so much necessarily either that I, I want to see the Snyder cut because I think it's going to be super, super good or anything. But I am curious about the difference and what what it, what came out and what could have been. Um, So I, if nothing else, it, it's a morbid curiosity for me.
0: I will tell you, Um, I thought we saw the black suit Superman in Man of Steel. And then it turns out it just wasn't in color. So now, now I saw Justice League and I saw the blue suit and I was like, oh, that looks good.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> that's true. Um, but yeah, I'm curious about the way that the Snyder cut would have gone because obviously what we saw in Justice League was a completely different direction for, um, Superman because pretty much every fucking thing in that movie was reshot. So at least as it relates to Superman. So I'm really curious about that. So someday I want to see a, uh, a director's cut or at least some screenshots, the deleted scenes that show, um, Superman in the black suit. So. Which I guess isn't going to be that far cry, that far of a cry, because unless they go true black, I think it's probably just going to look like the Kryptonians from Man of Steel, so.
0: Yeah. Um, alright. Moving on, you guys are familiar with Spider Ham, I'm sure. I have to assume they would be. Um, America's favorite superhero. But have you heard of Bat Ham? No. I think, I I don't know. Uh, yeah, it looks like, it looks like John Ham, um, of, of, uh, Mad Men fame is, is looking to, uh, uh, snag the, uh, the elder Bruce Wayne roll out from under Affleck, which I don't think Affleck is probably um necessarily trying to hold on to real tight. Yeah. So,
1: so there's been a lot of rumors that uh Affleck wants out. Um mostly because the movies so far have been rather, you know, lackluster and ill received. Um with the Justice League performance at the box office, there's a lot of talk of whether or not they're even going to continue doing a lot of the things they're doing in this universe. Um and so John Hamm has has said, you know, if he wants out, I'll take it. Like he it's kind of funny how um it's not like he's quite like i'll shank you in the prison yard stab you in the back levels but it is kind of it's funny to me like how blatant he's been like about like oh yeah he wants out it's mine dude i'll, I'll do it i'll I'll do it i, I don't I, gotta say, I, I, don't, say I don't think this is a bad idea no
0: i actually think it would be a good move if in fact affleck wants out i'm not a fan of him leaving because i do actually really like him as bruce wayne and batman yeah um but uh, I, I do want to say that I think when they originally were speculating about who Batman was going to be in Batman v Superman before Affleck was cast, I want to say I heard um, Kevin Him Smith as a uh, rumor. Throw Ham's name in the in the thing about you know he would be good at it, not necessarily that he was even auditioning, but that he,
1: he could very well be. I'd like to see what he he could do in the role because yeah. you know there's been other cases like if you would have asked me George Clooney as Batman, I would have said oh fuck yeah that'll be cool, and then look what happened. Well,
0: so. I don't think it was Clooney's fault necessarily, but um, I, no, I know. I, I think I hold Schumacher somewhat responsible for that.
1: Yeah, I, I hold him pretty much solely and Tim Burton
0: for, for not raining that motherfucker in. Uh, yeah, but uh, also you would, I mean. My understanding in the rumor around Hollywood is that uh, that that big old codpiece that they wore in some of those Batman movies might actually be warranted in John Ham's case. Nice. I'm saying.
1: I I I had not heard that rumor. I guess I gotta d- d- go to different parts of the internet. Uh,
0: hung like Liam Neeson, I guess.
1: Wow. So that is saying something. Um. All right. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited if they do John Hamm as Batman or, uh, you know, first off, I'm not against the idea necessarily of recasting the role, um, even in an established universe. I mean, because, I, you know, I'd rather have them recast the role with an actor that really wants to do it and is going to turn in their best work, uh, than, you know, sticking with somebody who's just contractually obligated. You know, here's,
0: here's the thing. Like, you just make movies and you continue on with your plan. And then if there's some movies and they're in your past
1: that are kind of shitty, I mean, you just Superman 3 and 4 them. Just pretend they didn't exist. I think they, at this point, they may be doing that. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be entirely surprised if, like, the, the reason for his recast on screen is, like, Flashpoint undoes a bunch of shit. And there's where we're at. Secondarily, another idea that just, I just, just popped into my head right now. John Ham is uh, Flashpoint Batman. That could fucking work. I don't want John
0: Hamm as Flashpoint Batman. I would, I would really like to see, uh, fucking Negan as as yeah thomas wayne only Batman. on the
1: condition that he doesn't play him as negan because i i saw the trailer from rampage and it's like oh i oh, guess god. he's just negan all the time now
0: yeah. yeah yeah that was pretty that was that was very blatant
1: yes uh like at any point i thought he was going to break out lucille you know uh,
0: i hope you wore your shitting pants <laughs> barry allen what are you doing in
1: my cave yeah oh my god No. Oh, yeah sorry yeah so just uh, if if they do that, let's let's try to remember, try try to remind. Uh, 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 what's his fucking name? Uh, Negan, whatever his real name is. Let's try to remind him. He's got him three of them. There's he, three names there. Yeah, uh, Jeffrey Dean, Dean Morgan. Morgan. Yep. Yeah. So let's let's if they do that, let's try to remi- remind Jeffrey Dean Morgan that he is in fact an actor and he's capable of doing more than one yeah. character. You guys, um,
0: we're sorry we didn't remember that name. It's late. Yeah. We didn't even start this until late, and it's been. I don't know, a while. We, we almost forgot how to do this. I so. can't, I
1: can't say that this is going to be our, our, our uh, bright, brightest and tightest of episodes.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. and speaking of that, uh, we should talk about how often we're going to be able to do this and whether or not we even can do it after, you know, net neutrality is repealed.
1: Oh, yeah. I guess this is a good time of, of, of any, um, since everything is horribly shitty and net neutrality has been repealed. And, uh, we've just passed the worst, uh, transfer of wealth to the 1% in like American history, at least since like 1929, which nothing bad happened in 1929, right?
0: No, not that I can remember. No, yeah. it was fine. Everybody, Everybody was prosperous. Everybody was prosperous. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We all had jobs and there weren't any, you know, huge amounts of famine or the, anything the like that. The whole
0: banking system certainly didn't collapse.
1: Yeah. I definitely didn't go plant turnips or anything like that. You know, to plan ahead. Um, yeah, so net neutrality is still, um, it's it's not looking good for net neutrality, folks, and we've already kind of explained what this is. You can go back and listen to a couple episodes, but it's, it's basically the idea that it doesn't really matter which website or which service you use. You get the stuff at whatever speed your ISP can technically deliver it to you. Now, there's a lot of ways that they can arbitrarily change what that is. So, for example, if you, uh, like many people, have your Internet service through a cable provider, like, say, Charter or Comcast, or a phone provider, like, uh, say, Verizon or uh, AT&T, who wants you to use the internet in ways that benefit them the most, it, it's like, say, Comcast, for example, who owns a cable company and wants you to keep subscribing to their cable service, uh, but you don't want to because you get all this quality shit from Netflix now. It's like they could, you know, say, just slow down Netflix to a, a place where it's, like, uh, almost unusable or so bad that you're like, oh, I guess I better pay for the cable because I can still get good quality on that. Uh, that's, that's essentially what net neutrality brings us. The other thing is, you know how you like to just be able to like, uh, when you get on your internets, you can, you can be like, I'm going to go to Facebook. And then if I want to, I'm going to go check out ESPN. And then if I want to, I'm going to go check out Wikipedia. Uh, well, the the thing that net neutrality uh, prevents is cable companies from saying, well, if you want to experience, uh, uh, Wikipedia, And all of those other knowledge based sites, you, you gotta pay for our school package. And that's only $9.99 a month. And if you want to check out, you know, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and Reddit and stuff like that, you gotta pay for our social media package. And if you want to go check out all of those others, you gotta pay for that package. So anyway, net neutrality, um, pretty important to the way the internet functions right now. Um, many other nations, in light of our stupidity and repealing net neutrality, uh, given that the vast majority of Americans were against it, and the only guy that basically was for it is a former Verizon lawyer, and that's our FCC chairman. Because Trump only appoints the worst people to the worst positions.
0: Uh, okay, guys, anti net neutrality people are going to try and spin it and tell you that oh, title is fucking wrong. They're, they're going to try and tell you that Title II protections are costly to the government and it's a and it's a vast government overreach and blah blah blah. It's not. It's a very basic set of rules that says that if you're an ISP you don't get to fucking double dip and charge people four times for the same See, fucking like, product. I'm
1: actually gonna hold off right there. And this is where I'm not even gonna acknowledge that as an argument because it's so facile that it, it's not worth it. And I think that we do a disservice to giving uh um we, we do a disservice to even trying to listen to these inane things that the that the, the, the right – it's currently the right, but these inane arguments that people give. Like we have this v- a very large problem I think in America right now is this sort of false equivalence like equal time narrative that we have to have. And so somehow uh, Donald Trump being a serial sexual abuser is supposed to get as much traction and as much uh, airtime as Hillary's emails. Um Like those are two in any way equivalent things or like Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton were in if any way equivalent choices. Like we have to devote equal time to these things and pretend like somehow um Hillary Clinton is vastly less qualified than uh, uh she actually is. And somehow Donald Trump is vastly more like it's the same kind of thing here. I'm not even going to entertain that argument for a second because it's dumb. It's uh, so goddamn dumb because it's dumb because the same way I'm not going to sit here and try to have a a um I'm not going to sit here and try to convince a flat earther that there's there that they they've got a good argument I'm not going to sit here and try to have this conversation about title two or whether or not net neutrality is a thing we need or not simply put it, it is Uh the only people who don't want net neutrality in this in this country essentially boil down to big telecom. And the fucking shady, crooked ass lobbyist, like Ajit Pai, who, let's face it, is a bottom page shill for Verizon. He oh, was a former hell. Verizon lawyer. This is one of the most corrupt things I think I've ever seen in government. Uh, and I'm not being like I'm intentionally not being hyperbolic. That is just a, a fact. This is one of the most corrupt things I think I've ever seen.
0: And the fact of the matter is, is they did it right in front of everyone. Yeah, like, this is not even this is not even something that like they wrote policy into a bill somewhere that all of a sudden this is what it is like. No, they just were just like, nope, fuck it. You don't need it. Yeah. Regrettably and here is five people decided actually three of the five Net people neutrality
1: decided. is one of those things that not enough people know enough about. So um, everybody's like, ah, whatever, net neutrality. And then as soon as you explain it, they're like, well, fuck, we need net neutrality. Like, And,
0: and guys, come on. It's being made out in the media to be like a party issue, too. And that's very much because the three conservatives on the FCC uh, chair committee bought and paid appointed shills uh, voted in favor of repealing net neutrality, whereas the two uh, more liberal feeling people voted against it. Um, but it's not a party issue. That's that's the worst part about this whole thing. It's it's it doesn't boil down to a party issue at all because the Duggars don't want to pay extra to go on Ashley Madison.
1: They don't. You think? You think whatever his fucking name Duggar is wants to go get his child porn for a more? You think he wants to pay for the child porn package? I don't think he does. It
0: no, no, nobody does. It's not. If this is that's the thing is if you're liberal, conservative, right in the middle, it doesn't matter. You have an equal stake in net neutrality. Because do you think? Do you think it Ted affects Cruz, all of us when he's
1: jacking off in his office and trying to blame an intern for looking at porn? Do you think he wants to pay for the porn package? That's the that's what's at stake here, folks. Do you want to pay for porn again? Right. That's, that's where we're at. You want to pay for porn?
0: It Fine. took us how many years to get Pornhub?
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so anyway, net neutrality, fairly important to the state of the internet, and it's something we very desperately need. So please call your congresspeople. In fact, I'm going to give you the easiest way I've found to actually con- tra- contact your congressmen or congresspeople in a meaningful way, and it's called ResistBot. Um, so if you go Google resist bot, I think you actually, uh, it's very simple. You text, uh, you text on your phone to a number. I can't remember what the resist bot number is. I'm so sorry. Um, but you text it, um, and it will, uh, walk you through the process of sending a letter to your, um, Congress people or local representative. It doesn't really matter. Um. And it will actually send a fax on your behalf, which, believe it or not, faxes still carry weight. I legit got a response from Peter DeFazio. Yeah, um, uh,
0: people, people, people use faxes.
1: Yeah, people use faxes. Apparently, th- there's definitely weights of things when you're sending stuff on uh, uh, to your Congress people. Like um, an email is okay-ish. Like hitting them at Twitter is like basically throwaway. Uh, an email is like, eh, sending them an actual handwritten letter is really good and somehow getting them on the phone is kind of like the mega way to talk to your congresspeople but this one will send a fax which is kind of around the letter standpoint of things and so I actually got a response, I got a, a legit response from Peter DeFazio about uh, supporting net neutrality. The bummer thing is, is I'm in Oregon and I'm in a blue state and my senators all don't have their heads in their ass, so uh, they want to support net neutrality and that was Peter DeFazio's response which is basically, yeah fucking we need net neutrality, um, this is a a vast overreach and completely I, moronic move. So. I
0: only hope that our governor um, actually takes a stand, uh, much like Washington state's governor did and just says, fuck it. No, we're like, we're still going to maintain that neutrality standards. If you want to do business in our state, this is what you do.
1: Yeah. That'll be interesting because if Washington does it, there's, there's that's some pull right there because Washington, of course, houses net net, um, Amazon and, uh, Microsoft being the two biggest ones. Uh, so, you know, that was certainly
0: Google lives in Oregon, uh, or at least a good portion of Google lives in Oregon. Yeah. We've got so, data centers. Uh, so. we've
1: got data centers over there. We have Facebook data centers. We have Google data have, centers. Um,
0: actually Facebook's and sisters. I think actually, yeah, that's uh, where a lot of what's their, that
1: one fucking, it's a weird, or, um, it's a weird primeville, primeville. Yeah. Yeah. Um, past
0: little past sisters um i i did i i added in our show notes a little thing that says resist bot, um guys I'll, if you link if you see this in the notes its primary intention was to remind eddie to put it in the notes if he doesn't put it in the notes um that'll be your reminder to look it up
1: yeah perfect um that's an <laughs> out for both of us uh so yeah check it out um net neutrality is still a thing we need and right now the best mechanism for getting that to happen is to uh contact your congress people because honestly guys this is another thing that has no constituency. Um there's a lot of things that Republicans and the conservative agenda are trying to do that have no conservative no constituency. Like for example, the massive tax cuts for the wealthy, um only something like 29% of Americans Americans approve of, which is basically the the absolute bottom of the barrel. I think you could find 29% of Americans approve of like eating babies if you just poll in the right way. And so that's kind of where we're at with that. Um, this is a thing that doesn't even have that much. I think only something like 19% of people actually approved of uh, uh, repealing. In the state of
0: Alabama, more people are in favor of net neutrality than are against, uh, child molesters in office.
1: Yes, that might be true. Um, so uh, this has a very – I think this has actually a good chance of getting a legislative solution that actually enshrines net neutrality into law, which is the best way to do it because obviously we're subject to the political whims uh, – uh, political wins at the time, um, which is an unfortunate place to be for something that's so important to American lifestyle and really our place in the world because right now we're kind of leading the league in the internet, guys. Um, we got the Googles. We got the Amazons. We got the Facebooks. Um, we're not going to have that for very long if everybody's got to pay a million fucking dollars to get to the next big thing. Um.
0: right now the internet is beholden to no one yeah if we repeal net neutrality laws then the internet is beholden to the corporations and then uh depending on your government um and where they stand then if your uh isp is beholden to the government then your internet is beholden to the government and that's censorship people
1: when we um uh at the whatever show accidentally cure cancer through drunken ramblings Nobody's gonna hear it because we're not gonna be able to afford the ISPs to pay to deliver this thing to you any fucking faster than it already is. Like we're already like two tin cans in a string right now, guys. Uh so we're we're not gonna be able to like be able to put out this show. Uh, um you know, or there's a lot of ways that this is gonna harm even little podcasts like ours. So for the five of you listening, please uh text for this spot and check it out. Um so and anyway, back to your regular scheduled. Fuck program. Ajit Pai. Pie. Um, I don't know if that's the right hashtag, but I'm with it.
0: And I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can't maybe mass produce some bumper stickers that say the same thing.
1: I, 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 you're probably going to be like the 307th person like just today uh, that that that's come up with the same idea. But,
0: well, that just means yeah. they won't be very expensive.
1: You know what? Here's how it is. A Jeep Pai used a lightsaber in his video and Mark Hamill fucking Luke Skywalker came out and was like, uh, you don't deserve to wield that. You don't like, get to do that. Honestly, I got to say, if at some point Luke Skywalker came out to me and says, you don't deserve to wield a lightsaber, I would just fucking kill myself. And nobody would blame me. My family would be like, oh, yeah, Luke Skywalker said he doesn't deserve a lightsaber. He, he killed himself. I mean, it was the only thing he could do. It was he turned the, the lightsaber thing. on himself. Yeah. He, he sepacued and and we were OK with it. Uh, so Ajit Pai, I just know that whatever sin, whatever, whatever, you know, when you when you go to sleep on your, your piles of money that Verizon sends you for being able to do this fucked up thing, uh, just know deep down in your heart that Luke Skywalker says you're not uh, uh, worthy uh a You're no Jedi. Saber. You are no Jedi. um
0: Um, okay here's the other thing Um, yes go fuck yourself so that was quasi-political this is going to be actually super political but not necessarily negative it turns out alabama has a conscience that happened since the last (laughs) time we recorded And
1: one of the biggest surprises actually yeah um so we talked about this before roy moore uh, alleged child molester in in that we're legally obligated to say that and he probably totally uh, molested a bunch of children because basically on record at this point um and by
0: the way guys if you're 14 you're a child
1: yeah, for sure. I don't um, care what
0: the laws were in Alabama at that particular time.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is probably also one of the states that like outlaws blowjobs or something like that. So you you go look at the the sexual sex laws in on, on in the
0: missionary position for the under sole purpose of, of
1: procreation. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, we did actually manage to not elect that guy. We elected Doug Jones instead. Uh, so good move, country. I mean, not not we. I mean, it's, Alabama it's did. Alabama. I'm not really from there
0: you got you got you got to imagine there was some pressure from uh, you know the rest of the nation to to maybe make sure that Moore didn't get I elected. mean this is
1: probably Other than so far from the
0: White House because apparently he was all for Roy Moore.
1: Yeah, he was like oh yeah, we are molesting kids no big deal. I just did that like this it's Like weekend. I
0: sexually harass people all the time dude it's yeah. fine. I'm president.
1: No worries. Uh so yeah, that's been another thing that's been fun to watch is like while we have like one of the most notorious sexual abusers in 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 the highest office in the land uh, watching, uh, especially Fox News and other Republican shil- uh, rags uh, come out and say like, oh man, Al Franken, of course these de- liberal Democrats, you didn't resign right this second, you know? It's well, like no no no, you you don't you don't you don't have any moral superiority here. Superiority you, here, you're you're, you're uh, sexual molester in chief is the top guy in the land, and and you just tried to run a pedophile. For well, for a state senate seat, so go fuck yourself. And
0: guys, if you're trying to turn sexual abuse into a partisan issue, then fuck off because it's not.
1: I mean, maybe have I won't
0: tolerate it from maybe, the left any more than I'll tolerate it from the right. Yeah,
1: I'm just saying, like maybe have a tiny, tiny little bit of morals. And um, and
0: for anybody who also wants to bring up Slick Willie, aka Bill Clinton,
1: hey, I am not on, on board on with all the fucked up shit he did either. But
0: here's the thing: he was impeached, he was tried, he was acquitted. Yeah, so. If that's what you want, then let's go ahead and impeach Trump and let's try him and see where it gets us.
1: Yeah, that would be see that that's in a logically consistent world, which is not the world we live in. God damn it, I'm gonna fucking bump the mic a hundred more times. Yeah, just go ahead and touch it like you're Roy Moore and that's a 14 year old mic. Um, Ooh, (laughs) ooh, ooh, sorry.
0: You know I like my mics younger than that. Yeah.
1: Uh, okay, sorry guys, Bryce let's, isn't here. Somebody let, had to do it. Yeah, let's move on to something fun, shall we? Yeah, we
0: we shall. I just wanted to throw that in there.
1: Yeah, it's it's a nice. We we should it celebrate was, our win. This, is, this most, is kind of a most victory. Most of the time, we yeah. just get a report bad news. But you know, we won a state senate. Democrats won a state senate seat in Alabama, which you is have it,
0: no idea the amount of. All it took was running
1: against a child molester.
0: The amount of interviews I watched with uh, Alabamans who were like, "Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did it," but I don't want to lose that senate seat. I'm like. Really? oh i know like
1: yeah. <laughs> unfortunately uh the, the the state of politics in this country is pretty disgusting and you know what what's even more like this is another like you know i i don't like to play the like my side's right this side's wrong but it's like guys you're supposed to be the party of like uh, conservatism and stuff like that so when you try to run a child molester and then still come up and be like oh family values and blah 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 you don't really have a moral no. leg to stand on
0: well at least they ain't killing babies nope he's just feeling them up yeah you might reach
1: into the womb and ca- you know, c- casually fondle, but you know, other than that, it's fine. Um, which again seems to be like one of the defining issues is that uh, it doesn't matter what you do to the babies after they're born, just so long as you let them be born. Yeah, as, which, long as they're uh, born, then they're fine. Yeah, kill them right after they're born—that's no big deal. Uh, all right, let's talk on. Let's talk some fun stuff, though. Um, we got a lot of Marvel news to talk about.
0: Yeah. So, um, my girlfriend was in the news. Yes. Um, I don't know if she knows she's my girlfriend, but I
1: don't uh, probably only in the way that, you know, you do when you send a cease and desist or a a small restraining order,
0: something like that. No, we're talking about Jennifer Lawrence. Um, not really my girlfriend, but, um, man, she's smoking hot these days.
1: Yeah, pretty much always. here. Yeah.
0: Um, so she was not going to come back, um, as, uh, as mystique. She was not now she is interesting. Um, well, the reason is, is because. She's been trying to talk, uh, you know this, uh, this fucker who's directing this new movie. Where's uh, sorry? I'm looking up. I'm looking up names. Yeah. Um,
1: I don't know. God damn it!
0: Who's directing this one? Dark Phoenix? Oh, Kinsberg. Simon Kinberg.
1: Well, he's a franchise writer, producer... He's directing, yeah, directing. Okay. Dark Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, yeah gotcha.
0: Um, so, she's the one that talked him into doing it, because he's been involved with the projects for so long, and hasn't actually directed one or whatnot, and so, like, when he was like, well, if I direct it, you gotta come back, she's like, well, f- sure, and then he did, and now she's like, well, yeah. fuck, so... Um She says, uh, I kind of fucked myself because when I was trying to talk Simon into directing, he said something like, if I direct it, you have to do it. And I was like, of course, duh. And then they offered me the movie and I was like, god damn it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She does go on to say uh, quite humbly that, oh, you know, the fan base inspired me to do it and stuff like that too. And it's like, Really, the fan base did, because I got to say, all all they want is to see you in skin type blue shit again.
0: So uh, Yeah, and I, but I think they're doing some more stuff with this role to so where it's going to make it to where she's not going to well, have this, to wear the I makeup so much. I think going
1: to be the first one that she actually looks like Mystique with the red hair and everything.
0: Yeah, I'm going to be pretty excited about that. Yeah, this um, is pretty dope. I wasn't sure how I felt about her as Mystique at first, uh, because...
1: I'm still not. I, I Like, I'll wait and see Dark Phoenix, because uh, they previous movies haven't really given me a lot to care about. I really enjoyed her in Days of Future Past. Yeah. Um I it's think just fine I think there, that but it was did, a fairly I, minor role. Um Apocalypse was such a
0: forgettable movie to me that I've only watched it the one time. I uh, um,
1: I don't honestly remember. That's like thor to the dark World so, level so I don't actually remember what yes, happened.
0: Yes, I I totally read a book through that yesterday. Cuz I've been rewatching the MCU movies and that movie was on and I was like I'm going to finish this Percy Jackson book. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're just you're never going to find out what actually happens in that fucking movie.
0: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> Although I did catch the I, I did catch the um uh, the Loki piece, yeah, where, where he dies.
1: Oh, okay, cool. And
0: and and then I I thought immediately of Thor Ragnarok and the little and the little uh scene that was acted out by Matt Damon <laughs> and and uh, the other Hemsworth. And I was like, dude, that's spot on. Yeah, they did it spot on.
1: It's, it's, it's perfect, perfect.
0: Uh, but uh, so no, no anyway. I'm 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 fond of I'm fond of of J Lom. Yeah. Um, the problem was is she was really young when she took over the role, and I don't think had quite uh matured into what uh she is now. I don't know. And I don't mean, me- necessarily mean that in a derogatory way either, but the the fact is is that we had Rebecca Romain Stamos as yeah. Mystique before and good lord smoking hot.
1: Yeah, uh, well, okay, so the thing for me here is, uh, Jennifer Lawrence is obviously a talented actress. She's been in stuff that- Oh, she's fantastic. Yeah. And so with the X-Men properties in general, it's just like, give these people something good to do. Like, when you, when you put Hugh Jackman in Logan, he fucking shines. Like, don't get me wrong, Hugh Jackman, I, I, I pretty much love every incarnation of Wolverine he's done because he really does a good job of getting that character right. But the thing is, is like, uh, when you see him in something like Logan, it's like you can see what he can really do as an actor. Um so putting Jennifer Lawrence in fucking apocalypse or something like that is, is just it's like a waste. Uh and it doesn't really, you know, do any justice to the character at all. Um so I don't know. I, I'm hopeful for this um because, you know, we're gonna do Dark Phoenix as well. Uh, and so I'm, I'm really hopeful in that, uh, this is going to be a good movie because this is probably my favorite X-Men story or, or at least one of my favorite X-Men stories for sure. And I, I want them to see it do really well because I also think this is one, like if you're a kid of a certain age, like, and you grew up in, in the nineties and you watched the X-Men TV show, like definitely for me, one of the reasons it's my favorite is because the most notable story to me was the Dark Phoenix Saga. Or if
0: you happen to have read the Dark Phoenix Saga
1: yeah i mean don't get me wrong there's there's a lot of ways to come into this, but I think one of the common uh in inroads is watching the x men cartoons the the only dark
0: version on- of dark phoenix that that people have disliked have been from x men the last stand so because it was hot fucking garbage. Which um, Kinberg was actually a producer on, I'm pretty sure.
1: Um so at least he knows all the ways in which you can fuck it up now.
0: Yeah, like I think this is probably kind of an ultimate moment of redemption for him so long as they they pull it off. Um and judging by the pictures that we've seen of Sansa Stark so far of yeah, as Stark segue. Games, well done. You know, uh I think they're on the right track. Um of course we meet Sophie Turner, um, also of Game of Thrones fans or mm-hmm. fame. hmm Um so uh Entertainment Weekly put up uh some photos uh from their well I guess it would have been entertainment 3 weeks ago. Yeah, I think it was what entertainment we had in there. 3 weeks ago. And their website is absolute garbage, so we apologize. Um maybe best viewed on a desktop computer.
1: I don't know, you can go google it. Uh, uh the point is the pictures are out there and you can see what uh, um uh Sophie looks like as the Dark Phoenix and I got to say she looks fucking badass.
0: Yeah. Um I wasn't 100% sold on her in Apocalypse either, but that's because I don't really think we got much character development out of yeah
1: her. that's another one where i don't necessarily think it's her fault like i was okay with her casting as that and part of me is like uh you know are they just casting her because she's like the <laughs> it girl right now well um, but I, I think she's good
0: my thing is is i had the i had the actual um i guess good luck of having seen x-men apocalypse without ever having watched game of thrones so oh, my so my you're my like my perception a of what was going on was, like, was not oh, this, this at all good. tainted by put her in something by that yeah and then i watched Game of Thrones, obviously, and I'm like, oh, she's so much better in this than she was in X-Men. Yeah. For not, sure. And, and that's like, obviously not her fault. So. Yeah.
1: So anyway, check out the pictures. You can do it in the show notes or like I said, just Google it because this is kind of a shitty link. But, um, I'm sorry. That's not our fault. It's, it's a major, major production. What are you going to do? Um, next up, it, it, sort of transitioning us. So what if Wolverine were an Avenger? Because we now live in a world where that's possible, and that's also mm, kind of shitty. Probably not so much. No, nah, that's not very likely. But no, Hugh
0: Jackman it. said he thinks that ship sailed even even with the yeah, new deal. That. But I'm just saying. It would um, I don't know. It'd be it'd just, be awesome. I was just trying um, to segue here. I, here's funny. my segue, and this is going to be my segue. Um, it's this is going to be like my segue. Are we going to do a segue, segue do over? Okay, fine. Uh, my segue is this um so if you recall from the show several weeks ago when i said after the fox disney talks had stalled that this kind of shit happens all the time and i wouldn't be surprised if talks pick back up again pretty soon boom
1: okay you just going with boom
0: i'm going with boom (laughs) okay i was right i called it
1: that yeah um we 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 totally agreed on that but yeah i do do think that was the i think you flooded that idea um so yeah that's the thing with any of this stuff is that like you throw enough money somebody's way and it'll happen like that all these deals ever are is like uh fuck you pay me like
0: give me more money this really seems like they chum the waters and then they're like um okay now when we do it we'll put the company up for sale we'll entertain other offers because then all of a sudden comcast was gonna buy fox yeah and then a day later they're like never mind
1: yeah, there's just a lot of companies that I don't want to see this happen for. Oh, well, here's okay. the
0: thing. Here's the thing. The the asking price is fifty-three point something billion dollars for for Fox right now.
1: Which by the way, Apple could do with just like pocket change.
0: Well, Apple and Disney are about the only two that can, though. I think yeah. when the when the price was actually negotiated, Comcast was like Yeah, probably not. Because Comcast is much as of a fucking giant corporate conglomerate demon that they are. They fifty three billion dollars is still a lot of scratch. And um part of the deal also includes like 14 billion dollars worth of Fox's debt so it only
1: it ultimately makes it like a
0: 66 million or billion dollar proposition yeah. so
1: yeah, so uh, on the one hand, as a nerd, I'm kind of excited because this means we get the X-Men under the Marvel banner again, uh, and Fantastic Four is coming home, and there's a lot of ways that this could go well in terms of like what movies we can see. On the other hand, as like a, a thinking adult, it, it scares me how much control Disney's going to have over lots of things now. Like it, it does, but it doesn't,
0: and the reason why is because we when we were chatting before we actually started recording, I rattled off five other major studios, and I'm like, if if this deal is going to give Disney forty percent of the market share, and there's still five major studios out there, then those studios are not doing something right.
1: Now, what and, scares me about it is like if I just name the last three or four movies I've I've gone to see, they're all Disney, like uh, uh <laughs> like Star Wars, obviously Star Wars, Ragnarok, Thor uh, Ragnarok. Yeah, I can't remember what the last movie I saw with with that before that was, but I'm just gonna say it's not gonna surprise me at all if it's if it's not another Disney property. And increasingly, as a nerd, like because now. I mean, you, the the two fucking, without a doubt, biggest franchises right now in nerddom have got to be the MCU and Disney and, um, Star Wars. Or, yeah, and Star Wars. <sighs> Whatever. It's all Disney. Um, <laughs> it's all Disney now. So that's the thing though. They're, it's all Disney. So like, um, it's kind of scary to have that much control under one company. Sure, but you think about things like that and like Lucasfilm sold for $4 billion. Yeah.
0: Any of the studios that are out there that like wanted to probably could have obtained that and, and done that. Disney was like, yeah, sure, yeah. And Disney, for better or worse, is at this point probably the only studio that actually trusts with that property at this point.
1: Yeah, and don't get me wrong, they they seem to be making good moves in terms of movies. It just for a company to be that big and to control that much of the market, it, it's it's something you should be cautious about. And and we're only talking about a small segment. There's a lot of TV properties like Disney's now owned by the or Disney now owns the Simpsons. Um, there's a lot of properties and a lot of things that disney picks up with this deal that it's definitely something that it, it is going to draw regulatory scrutiny and it should well um, here's
0: the deal we should preface this with saying the deal is not finalized the deal is not expected to be finalized until probably 2019 and that is because there is a regulatory process that's involved here and and regulators have to step in and decide whether or not disney can do this without violating
1: antitrust laws tangential question do you think disney could make the simpsons good again uh, yeah. Okay. Well, then maybe absolutely. I'm on board. Absolutely. Um, the other, well, the other thing too
0: is, um, one of the things that I was encouraged about is Bob Iger actually came out because the question of Deadpool now has been brought up several times because they're like, well, Deadpool's a hard R. Like, absolutely a hard R. Yeah. They're going to stick that
1: in the Disney banner.
0: And, and so the question is like, does, does Deadpool have a place? And Ryan Reynolds actually seems to be completely on board for the Disney buyout, um, of Deadpool and Bob Iger stepped up and it was like we will find a place for Deadpool in in an R format like there's no
1: well in the past it's always been like Fox Searchlight um so like Searchlight's been like the um sort of experimental grounds for movies and I don't think that that could that could work well with Disney like Disney probably needs to hang on to a uh similar role
0: well you know in the past comic books that were publishing stuff that was that was uh tangentially adult oriented um they published it under a different uh, a different banner uh marvels was the marvel max series punisher was a, at one point in time a marvel max series i think there was a Wolverine yeah. max series uh deadpool obviously was a marvel max series it's very possible you could do a marvel max line of movies and have these in the shared universe but not necessarily see them connect all that often um and do you connect the existing x-men universe with the current mcu or is that a new stepping stone? The Fantastic Four, um, which also will come back into possession of, of Disney, I think is cookie cutter made for the, the current MCU. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you could slide that in very easily. And actually, um, somebody asked me the question the other day, like, what do we do now that, now that we have Thanos and, um, yeah, you can the Fantastic I mean, Four
1: back because that's a no brainer.
0: Well, Galactus. We got Galactus. Yeah. He's the only, he's, he's the next, biggest baddest dude that you can think of and now that's possible so yep um i'm kind of excited about that hugh jackman at one point in time was quoted as saying that if he could be an avenger he'd come back and do one more uh run as wolverine although i think he's kind of backpedaling on that they now. better get that done soon well i think he's i think he's already been asked about it and i think his current comment is i think that ship has sailed
1: yeah which is code for yeah when i was saying that it was just kind of fan service
0: or they just haven't backed the Disney truck full of money up to his driveway yet. Yeah, because
1: you know if they did that, he would come back to it.
0: They're like, look, Hugh, we'll buy you Australia. Yeah, I'm not you...
1: saying he doesn't have integrity. I'm just saying that everybody's got a number.
0: I mean... Yeah. <laughs> was it the million dollar man, Teddy Gossi? Everybody's got a price? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what comes of that. Yeah. Um, I'm not... Again, I, I I feel the same way Eddie does about this, but I don't necessarily feel like Disney has bad intentions, but... I when don't, when just, you allow something like this to happen, I worry about. Well, when you when you allow something like this to happen, then then it also means that you have to allow it to happen for a, a different company that might have bad intentions, and that's that's where you get yeah it, it's just troubles. So. it's a
1: crazy amount of power they're going to wield over the the you know several industries and and that just kind of scares me so just hang in there i don't know we'll see how it goes maybe it'll get stopped by regulators maybe it won't maybe it'll work out fine honestly i had a lot of reticence about them taking over on lucasfilm i had a lot of reticence about them taking over on marvel and that's mostly working out pretty good for everything's us. everything's
0: so. been fantastic so far yeah. on those fronts so
1: yeah so you know from a nerd standpoint i think the the good side is we're going to get great movies out of this. The downside is I don't know what that's going to do for pricing and blah 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 I um,
0: love to see x men um being able to intermingle with the uh, with the rest of the m c u love to see the Fantastic Four actually have a successful run at the box office yep um and I think Disney can make both those things happen uh what 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 are your thoughts on x men coming into the current m c u do we use the existing x men that we have or do we reboot
1: i don't th- well, I don't know. That's a tough one. Um, I don't think... I think if
0: you don't reboot... I know I asked you a question that I'm going to answer myself. Yeah, it's
1: fine. I, I I got some complicated thoughts about that.
0: I think if you don't reboot, uh, then you run into a serious uh, question of like, well, what the fuck were you doing when all this other stuff was happening?
1: Yeah, so... Because X-Men are
0: very much based in New York, especially in, in the earlier stories. I mean, now they're kind of uh, international. I don't know. But- I think I think
1: it could solve that problem. But generally speaking... I don't necessarily think they should reboot because I do think that Fox has built a, a pretty worthy universe. And I think that with the right touches, like in the, in the same way that like Sony doesn't necessarily, uh, uh, need to do its own Spider-Man thing. If they just let Feige run things a little bit, it'll be fine. And so if they take what they've built with, um, X-Men so far and let Feige have, have his hand in it, um, I think it's going to be finer, you know, the Marvel machine, if the Marvel machine gets a hold of the X-Men that's currently there, I think they can make it a lot better property. That said, uh I don't know if you're Marvel you want to do that. Uh I don't know if they don't just want to start from a clean slate and just say like, "Hey, you guys actually kind of miss the point of the X-Men a little bit. Let's show you how it's supposed to be."
0: I think honestly think Dark Phoenix and new new mutants are probably going to determine for for Disney where yeah dark phoenix i think
1: in particular is gonna like new mutants maybe but i think in particular you know i I don't actually think new mutants is gonna be that big a deal and maybe i'll be wrong but i do think for sure dark phoenix is gonna be like do we start over because right now the track record for the x-men franchise is very up and down um there's some pretty good highs and there's some pretty low lows and so if you're marvel i could see them saying like there's a lot of baggage actually they're carrying with this franchise uh let's drop it and start over because there, it, this isn't one that I'm not. Although I do think that there's some brilliant casting and stuff like that in the current X Men franchise. I, I, I don't, it would hurt me a lot less if they recast that than say when they when if if and when they recast something like Tony Stark or or uh, Chris exactly. Evans as is, yeah. is Cap. So yeah, Uh
0: here's here's my thoughts. Um, I think if you don't reboot, then you have to answer the question, um, as to why Cable and Thanos are the same person.
1: <laughs> That's a good point.
0: Um, uh, no, but I, I, I think it, it's a lot of interesting questions. Bailey, I know, um, was really concerned. He's like, but this means we get fewer movies because like right now we have different studios making different things. And so I don't think it does. No, because if, if, if they're buying the production studios as well as the properties, if you're then buying a
1: full formed entity at that point. It becomes like just give some major overall story direction. Uh, and I yeah, don't my think thought is you just
0: have Feige kind of oversee what's going on at the other studio as well and, and just you know kind of help it dovetail into what the current MCU is. Yeah. So uh anyway, food for thought. Um something that you guys definitely are more than welcome to uh yell back at us about if you want. I know that's what the internet's really for anyway. Yeah. At least currently until you're not allowed to do that anymore.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um okay, so the next link in here, we have a trailer for Jessica Jones season 2. Uh, I don't have a lot I want to talk about on this. I just go watch the trailer and check it out. Um, Jessica Jones remains, I think, one of my better, like, one of the properties I'm, I'm surprised that I like as much as I did because going into yeah. Jessica Jones season one, I knew Jack and shit about it. And it turns out it's really good.
0: Yeah. No, I'm, I'm still a huge fan of Jessica Jones as a property. This trailer honestly doesn't really give us any indication as to what's going on this season anyway. This is more of a teaser. Yeah. So, um, just saying, hey, it's coming. And it's coming
1: relatively soon, actually.
0: Three months we're going to get Jessica yeah. Jones. So. Yeah,
1: so I'm excited for that. Um, next up, Kevin Feige compares Chris Evans' Captain America to Reeves' Superman. Um,
0: uh, you've been championing this cause uh, for a long time, actually, and I I, yeah. I I can't help but agree with it. So
1: yeah, it, it, to me, I think we've talked about this. We've we, we've made this comparison several times. So it's funny to hear the man himself say it. Um, I I certainly have said you know Captain America, Steve Rogers in the MCU is everything kind of that Superman should be and isn't right now, and so they did a little bit of that in Justice League, but I think they really kind of did a caricature still of Superman a little bit. Um, and when, when, if, if we spent the time, we, and we got a more nuanced thing, it'd probably come out looking a lot more like Steve Rogers in, uh, the MCU than it would come out looking like Henry Cavill's Superman. Through no fault of Cavill, just merely how they're writing just it. Just direction
0: so. and, and writing, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with this. Um, and, uh, it seems like Chris Evans kind of takes this seriously and champions, uh, causes he believes in, uh, just as vehemently as Chris Evans, you know, um, in, in real life as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's an admiral quality to have in a, um, admirable quality to having a guy that's, uh,
1: he could be an admiral too. They upgraded him.
0: That's true. Admiral America.
1: <laughs> yeah. There's cap. It's been a long time. Uh, we decided to bump you in rank. Here's a yeah. couple more stripes. Um, um.
0: So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of this comparison. Um, I'm a big fan of Evans as cap, uh, as much as I was a big fan of, I also of like Reeve. that
1: it's, it's a little bit, it's a, it's a little bit of subtle shade on Feige's part. Cause it's like, uh, yeah, so Chris Evans cap is a lot like Reeves Superman in that he's great. He's this picture of a character. And you know what? You're not getting that in DC right now. Yeah. Wouldn't you of. like if you're getting that in DC? Cause that's actually Superman, but we've got a better Superman over here and he doesn't have any powers, but I'm just saying. Yeah. 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 I got so, you. Nice, nice, subtle side-eye there from uh, Feige. Um, all right. Next in the Marvel universe, we have a, uh, a trailer for an animated property. Um, this is Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. And this is a animated Spider-Man property that stars Miles Morales, which I think, think I'm not positive but I think this is going to be the first like sort of semi mainstream Miles uh property. I don't think he's been in any of the animated stuff so far outside of a little bit of a nod we get in Homecoming. Um they haven't really acknowledged Miles at all. So it's kind of cool to see Miles get a feature even if it is just an animated uh thing and it looks pretty cool. Well,
0: John Glover was an animated Miles Morales.
1: Oh, was he in yeah. like Ultimate yeah. Spider-Man yeah. or something like that? But
0: uh but this will be like the first like feature length thing that Miles has been a a part of, yeah. Uh, as well. Well, that'll be cool. Um and I'm very saying, CG. Miles is this is a very CG uh looking yeah. deal.
1: It's it's very stylistic. Like I, I like I don't know. It's, it'll be interesting, I guess, uh, to watch the movie and see how it turns out. But I'm excited because I'm a big Miles fanboy, and I'm looking forward to seeing what that looks like on the screen. Um, you know, it is into the Spider Verse too. So we clearly see in the trailer that he gets to talk to Peter Parker, and that's a fun interaction too, just in yeah. general. And you know, when we talk, talk about Spider Verse, I'm assuming there's more than just two Spider Men. Um, so we're probably gonna have lots of other Spider People. Running running around in there so i don't know should be lots of fun spider-man in general everything spider-man remains like one of my favorite things so i'm excited
0: yeah yeah all right let's talk about agents of space i agents mean shield
1: of space yeah so i'm not going to go deep into this because you had said you have if you watched anything yet no
0: i, I did finish last season maybe
1: a commercial or two um okay so finished last season this new season is both like completely fucking out of left field but also really good like i'm really enjoying the new season and what they're doing and it's not something i would have expected and it uh it's a good way
0: to get shield off planet when there's big things happening.
1: Yeah, I mean I mean it's just uh agents is um it keeps getting better. Like, honestly, it keeps getting better. And I was thinking about this the other day. And now Shield is very much like a, when a new episode comes out, I watch it. Whereas I'm like two episodes behind on arrow, I think. Uh, and so we've, we've You're definitely
0: probably only one if you watch the crossover. Cause there's only one more episode after that was oh, over before yeah, the, I just one, the, the mid season break. But,
1: but the thing is, I don't even know that cause I haven't checked. Yeah,
0: um, I haven't watched, I haven't watched either, but
1: so, uh, at some point, I was just sitting there thinking, I was like, why do I watch Arrow when I, I kind of hate watch it almost every time? And every time I watch Shield, I'm like, I, I, I sit down and I'm like, I don't really care about this. And then I watch the episode and I was like, that was really fucking good. Um, and so that's kind of where I'm at with, uh, Shield. So I'd give it a watch, uh, get, maybe get caught up with the last yeah. season and give it the first couple of episodes a try, uh, for this season. But it, it is really good. I'm, uh, I'm going to be sad, I think, cause I, I don't think this, this show is long for this world. Like, I think they're, official time slot is like friday i don't know because i always time shift the thing but i think their time slot right now is like friday and friday night is not a good slot to be in so mm-hmm. um yeah if if they cancel it it's going to be kind of a bummer because it's kind of it's kind of i don't want to say it's at its peak but it, it is it is very good it's probably as good as it's ever been so oh. and, and i never thought outside of the first you know 10 or 12 episodes of season one i haven't really thought it's a bad show um but this is this is getting better it also highlighted this week. um
0: i'll check it out i'm, I'm uh, there's a
1: fight scene with chloe and uh chloe bennett which i i don't know why daisy. I yeah daisy um there's a fight scene in this episode and that's another thing that just highlighted like when i compare that to like what i'm watching on arrow and it's like so much fucking better um yeah check it out
0: yeah i mean you are drawing a lot of comparisons with arrow here's here's my thoughts on arrow right now i'm not a fan of the season so far i was a big fan of last season for the most part um till I guess there's one or two episodes that were kind of weak uh, toward yeah. the end, but um, it, for it's the most part, last season was good.
1: It's kind of a bummer to me that they canceled Arrow after season two and then replaced it with this Felicity and Friends nonsense.
0: Yeah, here's yeah. my thought: I hope Arrow hits season seven and then and then calls it a day after season seven. Season seven's an accomplishment, and any yeah, I, I think you can consider any show that runs seven seasons um, uh, to be a success. Um, See, at this at point, I, I wonder
1: how it's going to go because you know the CW doesn't necessarily like. Um, the CW is not necessarily all about going on on high note. Um, no. they will run a show into the ground. Um, well, I
0: mean, look at uh, Supernatural's in season thirteen right now. Yeah,
1: and so if Arrow keeps producing the numbers that they want to, 14, they will maybe. keep running the show, even if we started hating it and it sucked. You know, and you know, t- I made a joke about the Simpsons earlier, but you kind of had the same thing. I don't think I've really, re- really watched the the thing, um, all the time since like episode or season twelve, and we're on like season twenty six or something now. So. Twenty nine. Twenty nine. Holy shit um so as long as somebody's watching the thing they're going to keep making it and i don't necessarily think that's going to be the best but just um well i, I know
0: simpsons is going to hit 30 at least they're getting, not going to cancel it after 29 we're
1: getting really close to i don't where we don't even talk about arrow on the show anymore um which is kind of a bummer because the, well, this show started off so good the thing is is uh,
0: i kind of drove a little bit of that too just because of the fact that i think sometimes when we cover tv we we tend to maybe cover too much information on it rather than just kind of general thoughts and feelings and it it gets tedious talking about it sometimes or having to stay caught up with absolutely everything so we can we can talk about that whereas uh i like the i like doing this is the more conversational pieces and stuff like that so
1: yeah for sure Um, but i mean also too like the thing is is like if i can't even if i if i have to be kind of like bothered to watch it every week that like that, that to me, becomes a hard sell about what I want to talk about and what I want to spend my time on on the show. And so Arrow's arrows kind of in that place for me like right now where I keep scrolling by that episode that I know is unwatched on my thing. And I keep just not really caring that I haven't watched it yet. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. Um us wrap it up. Last piece of Marvel Punisher news right is Punisher has been renewed for a second season. Um, I Surprising absolutely nobody. Yeah, I could have told you that was going to happen. But yep. uh, uh, I'm glad it's happening.
1: Yep. I don't know
0: where you go with Frank Castle at this point, but if it's oh, anything I, 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 as good as what they did with this last season, um, obviously Jigsaw's coming back, so we gotta figure that out. I have
1: to figure that Jigsaw's gonna play a part at some point, and that's gonna be great. I, I don't know. I, I don't even wanna speculate. I just, it's coming back. I thought I'd throw that in the notes, cause, uh, or, or I don't know, maybe you threw that in the notes, whatever. It was going to make it in there one way or the other, and I just thought, yeah, hey, cool, No, but no surprises because we everybody likes The Punisher Season 1. Um, it was already a character that wasn't really planned for a show, but it was so good in Daredevil that you had to throw it in for a Season 1, and now, of course, I think Season Punisher 1 was, was good. was
0: always one of those things that they were hoping was going to be a show, so I think that was probably
1: why they put him in Daredevil. Um, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me, like test the water sort of thing, but yeah, they did such a good job with it, and uh, Season 1, I think, is no exception with The Punisher 2 so it, Here's the other piece
0: that I completely forget about. And I don't think it's probably going to happen in the current Netflix incarnations as we know it. But I think when Disney launches their own streaming service, I think this is probably something that's very possible. They got the rights to Blade back. Oh, really? A while back. Uh, About the same time they got Ghost Rider and everything else too. So I, I almost like I was thinking about and I was like, you could really put a Blade series in with the current Netflix. Uh, series and have it fit really well, and I think that would be really fun. Dude, a
1: Blade TV series I think could be so good. If they do that right, Um, like, just given the current climate of things, if they do that right, that could be, like, one of the things that we talk about all the time. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I'd like to see that happen, probably more than uh, I was comfortable admitting for a long time. Yeah. But <laughs> well, it's because it didn't exactly, that series didn't end on a high note, I don't think. You know, I have a soft spot for Blade 3. <laughs> it's It's all right it's where i got to know ryan reynolds i think uh besides van wilder like that that movie um kind of cemented ryan reynolds as somebody that probably could actually be um in an action movie yeah believably um it just turns out that uh his portrayal of uh hannibal kane was not anywhere near uh what uh um what our friend marv wolfman's original idea for him was no for sure Um, All right, uh, let's refill and move on to miscellaneous. All right, we got a
1: Ready Player One trailer.
0: Uh, An official trailer. We had a teaser uh, several months ago, but now we have an official trailer. We do. Um, This is a property that's uh, near and dear to both our hearts, as we've actually both read the book, which is not something that I say a whole lot.
1: yeah um so i'm excited because i think i i brought this up on the show uh um i don't know it's been a quite a while now six or eight months probably and I, you know I, I told matt this is a really good book and i think it's up your alley and you gotta try it and he eventually did read it and he really enjoyed it too and now we're both trying to get our daughters to read it so um, i didn't
0: even let will read and uh wheaton read, read it to me i i legit like read like, the read
1: book. a read a book well like, I, mean, a, I read a, with on the, my iPad. the papers okay no, yeah it's it's not we're not we're not animals anymore um but anyway um after watching the teaser I, I was like okay that could be good and i wasn't sure how they were going to do certain things but i'm actually a lot more excited for this movie having seen the actual trailer for it now
0: the the dance scene at uh at Ogs yeah celebration dance like it that's exactly how i pictured it when i read it so uh it looks yeah. like whoever's bringing this movie to life is, is really trying to uh i think
1: it looks cursorily like they get it um like there's some other nods in there that i think are that make me hopeful for that like I did notice,
0: and I can't think of any right off the bat, but I did notice when I was watching the trailer that there's a few properties that are in there that maybe weren't in the book, but I think that was inevitable because there's no way you're going to get all the rights to everything that's in that book.
1: Oh no, for sure. And, and I think, you know, I, I don't, I want to say this is Spielberg and I think it might be somewhere in the whole Disney shenanigans. I don't know. No, I don't know. But this is Spielberg. So there's some things in there that that you definitely expect to see. Like, it doesn't surprise me. They got the rights to the DeLorean because it's fucking Spielberg. Um, But, there, uh they were, you know, I was never sure they were going to get the rights to everything. But seeing what they got in there, I I they get the spirit of it at least. Yeah. And so if they couldn't get the deal for absolutely every little nerd nod that they had in the book, Dude, that's fine.
0: You're not ever going to get what everything's in that book. Like, I yeah. knew that going in. And so. the other
1: thing I knew that they were going to do, too, is they're going to adapt some of this stuff, too. So, like, there's some really deep cuts as far as, like, nerdy shit in there. And you really had to be like of a certain age to, like, even some of the stuff goes over my head. Like, there were some things I under, like, I know what Zork is, um, but there were some of the like arcade games and stuff right. like that and coin op games they were talking about that I just did not ever they, have an experience definitely with. Definitely got Joust. Yeah.
0: Cause I definitely saw some Joust stuff going on in there. But, uh, yeah. um, I'll tell you what, um, I read two and a half books in the last several weeks.
1: Wow. So I read
0: Ready, uh, Ready Player One.
1: We're, we're, we're a fucking learned
0: gentlemen over here. Um, I also read Slobberknocker by good old J.R. Jim Ross. Yep. Um, by God. By God. Uh, he's killed him by God. Uh, anyway, that's actually a fun read. Um, it did not take me long to read it at all. Um, it's more memoirs. So like it's, it's very, like chapters are only like a few pages long in the, in, oh, in most cool. cases. And he tells very, very abbreviated stories about things. Um, gives you a really good insight about how the business of wrestling used to work mm-hmm. versus what it is now, um, under the McMahon era. Um, and it, and it kind of talks about, um, there, there's undertones. Like you, he talks about coming up through the territories and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but then like there's also like talk about like what was going on in New York and like New York's expansion and going national and stuff like that and, and what the territories did to try and combat that or compete with it. Um, and uh, so really interesting stuff there especially for people like me who when i came up um i started watching wrestling in the 80s and it was wwf um uh, because it was national yeah um and then i was i was alternatively um i was exposed to wcw or um i don't even know if it was officially called wcw at the time uh when i first got cable uh because it was on tbs um on turner station um, yeah, it it is what would well. become WCW, but I don't know what what its official title was back then. I'm pretty sure the title that was being defended was still the NWA championship at that point. But hmm. um, anyhow, it's it really, really fun stuff uh, just to kind of learn about and stuff. And then I also read... Um, I finished reading The Lost Hero, which I was about halfway through a long time ago and never got into. It was uh, the first book of the Heroes of Olympus series, which immediately follows the original Percy Jackson series. Oh, cool. So the kid... Um, the, the kid, the oldest kid, Emmy um, has read all of them. And I actually started reading the lost hero before she did. And she's finished the entire series. And I, I haven't read any of
1: those. I should probably check those out.
0: I've uh, heard good things. They're the, the first ones will not take you long to read it all. You'll probably get through the whole series in a matter of a couple weeks. weeks. Um, but Jackson, Probably if you can get him to sit down and actually Pay attention to a book
1: for a while like he'd probably really Really he, get into those surprisingly um, Both of my kids like he loves the Diary of a wimpy kid books sure So he b- will blow through those like he Read one of those in like two days I think mm-hmm. Um. So I, I yeah that that's That's a good idea because uh, I haven't really gotten him to read anything outside of that my daughter Will read some stuff but she hasn't Really gotten super like she loves The Hunger Games and she's read those books a couple of times She loves Harry Potter she's read those books a couple Ellie'd of times Probably grab onto those yeah so so uh, I'll have to i have to see if I can get one of them to try it. Um, the the biggest problem is getting them started because once they get started they just kind of run away with it too. Like when you said couple of weeks to read a book. Um that's not how i read and fortunately for me that's not how my kids read either like if i like the story i generally will sit down and especially if unless it's like some epic tome of like sanderson proportions with right. uh that that um I'll, I'll just read it straight through like uh, yeah. the last thing i i think i read that i really liked was red rising by uh piers something or other mm-hmm. Chris brown no, no. <laughs> um and and i on it a whim It was on sale, I think, on on Amazon, and I grabbed it and I sat down and I read it. It was like probably nine forty five or something like that. And uh the other unfortunate thing, if you're like me and a reader, um I started reading it. I was like, Oh, this is pretty good. I'll give it another chapter or two. Oh yeah, it's it's pretty good. I'm gonna give it another chapter or two. And then it's three thirty in the morning and I finish the book.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um the thing about me is I was always a big fan of Greek mythology growing up. So the Percy Jackson books. Yeah, that's,
1: that's kind of one of the things I'm, I'm j- kind of jonesing about too. Cause yeah. I, I like that. I like that stuff. So.
0: Uh, Rick, Rick Riordan, uh, who writes them. I think that's how you say his name. Um, I'll obviously kind of shared some of the same mentalities as me. Um, the Heroes of Olympus is very, very much different because.
1: It's kind of, is it YA? I can't remember. Kind of a young I think, Yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think. Probably in the in the vein of like Hunger Games and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Um, the Heroes of Olympus is, is strange to me because it introduced the Roman um, aspects of those same Greek gods um, oh, okay. and ties the stories together a little bit differently. And so that to me has been a lot of fun. Um, just recognizing the differences. Um,
1: yeah, that's kind of a funny thing too, because Roman and Greek mythology share... So all of the same much. gods yeah it's like the same it's the same essentially
0: yeah all i right. think the only one that's that's consistent is apollo i think is one of them because apollo is apollo no matter which where you're looking or yeah. side but um anyway uh yeah the, we like our moon god yeah these yeah. are these are um these are what i've been spending my time doing uh lately cool uh, well, i'll check
1: it out uh it eventually anyway all right, so this is another kind of weird one. CBS, we we've got a couple of just strange stories in the the miscellaneous pot today, or at least strange when you hear them. This one actually not so surprising. After success on Get Out, I think this this makes a lot more sense. Um, CBS All Access is now going to they they actually just greenlit a Jordan Peele adaptation of The Twilight Zone, and as I, in Key and Peele. Yes. Uh, So, Key and Peele, also as in, I'm sure you've heard of Get Out. Um, It was a a scary, uh, you know, horror movie. Um, Which seemed to be like, uh, you're a black guy that goes to a very racist horror sort of situation uh, and nobody believes you. Like, the trailer for me was like, girlfriend takes her black boyfriend home to her parents her parents seem cool with it but secretly it's a horror show and uh you know so on and not and like a literal horror show so this is a horror movie they did but it was wildly successful um like uh and it was one of those movies that had next to no budget i think it got made for like six million dollars or something like that and did hunt uh uh, over a hundred at the box kind of movie
0: that probably would have had a, a more broad release if uh jordan peele had been willing to blow harvey weinstein
1: yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, but it is in that vein of stuff, like a, a small, like you could see it, it wouldn't surprise me if it were like a Miramax film. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, a small film, but it, it just kind of blew away the box office expectation, did a lot of money. And so Key, uh, 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 Peel has been kind of on the map in those terms. So, um, that they're redoing, or that he's helming a, um, a Twilight Zone remake seems a lot less crazy. Now, don't get me wrong, I haven't seen Get Out. Uh but consensus seems to be that it's good. Uh,
0: I I'm actually a pretty big fan of Jordan Peel. I don't I don't actually uh yeah. I don't think this is out of the the his skill set.
1: So yeah, it's just it's funny because like when I think of uh uh Jordan Peel, I'm thinking of course of Kean Peel, which is a uh, quite a different thing. Um so hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely not what I think of when I think of Twilight Zone. So, uh on the one hand I put this in there because that's kind of a that's kind of a cool choice I think or an interesting choice for um Who's going to reboot Twilight Zone? And then the main reason I put it in there, of course, is they're going to reboot Twilight Zone, um, which is, to me, like, fuck yeah, dude. Um, I'm really excited about that. Uh, Don't get me wrong. The original Twilight Zone is still going to be great, but I hope that we get sort of a modern take on it that that is as great. And 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 when I say that, I don't just want them to rehash old Twilight stories. Like, give us some new stuff. Think of, like, the current age. Like, I, I want to say the best Twilight Zone TV show is probably Black Mirror right now. Um, Black Mirror, I think, is as close to a Twilight TV show as you're going to get at the moment, at least until this thing comes out. And I hope they go with something in in that range of things. Mm, no, probably not. Arrow. The Felicity Zone. The Felicity Zone is a scary place, but not for the right reasons. Do, do,
0: do, do, do. Oh. Yeah. Anyway. So anyway,
1: new Twilight Zone, exciting, um, exciting, exciting.
0: Yeah. Here's the deal. Um, I wish it was on any other platform than CBS All Access. Yeah. I don't like. I don't like their platform. I don't like how their app works. I don't like how the shit works on the PlayStation app. I don't like how their website looks. Uh, I don't like CBS All Access other than um, it is the only legal way. Uh, if you're in the United States to watch Star Trek Discovery, that's the only
1: reason that it's even tolerable. I keep hoping that as we go forward, um, because there's actually a lot of competition in the streaming space right now, or there is a reasonable amount of competition. You've got Hulu, you've got YouTube Red, you've got um, now CBS All, All Access, you're going to have a Disney thing. So what I hope that happens from this co- I used to just hope that Netflix would buy everything, and we'd just be able to pay Netflix 10 bucks a month and watch whatever we wanted. And, and that's obviously untenable and not realistic, because now Netflix
0: like 15 or 16 bucks a month now. So,
1: yeah. yeah, I think I am too. Um, I, bought anyway, the, I bought
0: the upped package so I same, can cause have enough screens going we, at the we, same time.
1: I think twice we were like, hey, stop watching Netflix because I'm watching Netflix. And I was like, well, fuck, man, I can just give them another $5 a month. Um, yeah. Uh, so I hope that we get to a place where with all this competition brings lowered prices because I wouldn't have so much of a problem paying for a CBS all access if it's priced right. Um,
0: Disney's Disney's plan is already to introduce their product at a lower price than Netflix does. So like they've, they've, they just come out and set it like,
1: yeah. So like I could see like, I could see paying 10 bucks a month for four or five of these really good services Yeah, as it is right now. The only thing I pay for on purpose is Netflix and, uh, I guess well HBO I still get through my cable so I yep. I do the HBO Go thing but um and I but I could see like I could see if they're priced well um and and comparatively good so like Netflix at this point I'm paying more because the original content on Netflix is getting really fucking good Um, and, and I don't mind paying a little bit of a premium for that. And, and, and CBS, like I could see paying five bucks for CBS. If there's two good shows on that, that I want to watch. And, uh, there's a back catalog of old stuff that they've already done. And they just want to get some extra money from that. I could see paying five bucks or six bucks for a service like that. What I can't really see is, you know, paying it like all of these companies think that they're sitting on gold and that's not necessarily true. Um, so if you only got one or two good shows, uh, um, it's going to take me a lot to, you know, want to pay for their back catalog.
0: That was the, that was the genius of CBS All Access, though, is because the first series that was exclusive to that service was Star Trek Discovery. And yeah, I'm like, yeah, like a that's, a that's, that's the only fan base. The yeah. only show you're probably going to be able to get that's like, Hey, pay us six bucks a month for this.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know. I'll look forward to stuff like this because Twilight Zone is another, like, um, so this is not an original like this isn't like they did their own house of cards or something like that which you know now has, has its own colored history but um it's not an original in that like, like this is a brand new idea same thing with discovery although uh these they are they're rebooting and doing something different I'm discovery assuming is both of
0: them groundbreaking though
1: Yeah but I mean it, it has a built-in fan base yeah. so what I what I remain anxious to see is if uh CBS can do something like original that it has like I, I always notice when you see one of these water cooler shows pop up um so like when you see a house of cards pop up or when you see a godless or when you see uh amazon's got a couple of shows like this like uh the miss mazel show i can't remember what it's called but that i keep hearing got about that amazon's everywhere. got a
0: few they've got sneaky yeah. pete they've got um transparent uh, for a while was a big what's what's the one with um uh uh saber tooth in it um Liv Schreiber, Liv Schreiber, yeah. I don't uh,
1: fucking know.
0: Ray Donovan, that's a Showtime oh, one, I think. Yeah. Uh, so there's,
1: or you know, Handmaid's Tale. When you see a Handmaid's Tale pop up all of a sudden, that's where I sort of start getting interested in these streaming properties. And and you know, so even then, like if you think about pricing wise, five bucks a month to watch all of Star Trek Discovery to me is a good deal. No, um, it's
0: it's fine. It's I just, fine. I just I'm don't like be... their platform. And and the thing yeah. is, is to me. CBS at the end of the day is still a network. Yeah. And the shows that we just all of the shows that we just talked about are all um cable networks, not broadcast networks. And so that's I don't have a lot of faith that broadcast is capable of producing the stories that we want to watch necessarily. Well, um,
1: that that's that's the interesting part to me is like do do they turn out like twi- they could go a lot of ways in Twilight Zone that I think do, could, would never air on on you know Channel 6 or whatever.
0: Yeah, sure. Discovery so, the same thing. Discovery's got a lot of content in it that isn't necessarily like broadcast TV friendly. Um, you know, especially I mean, and they've only done it the once, but they said fuck. They said fuck in it. And then they showed yeah. Klingon titties.
1: Yeah, that's true. So I don't know. I I wanna see them uh I I don't I think like I'm I'm kind of on board with all these new services it, they just they have to present a um a good value proposition for why i should buy it like it used to be i started buying netflix because they had all this shit i could watch like um because uh, you know all this back catalog es- essentially and it was only like eight bucks or something like that so it's like a no-brainer like there's always something on that i can watch and then it quickly became now i'm subscribing to netflix more because they have all these new like increasingly the the reason i want netflix is because of their original properties um and so same thing kind of with amazon amazon when i first got prime it was like okay i can catch a few movies that uh aren't on netflix because of rights and shit like that and then it quickly became oh except for amazon's producing really good content on their own
0: i haven't actually watched as many amazon originals as i should i i I fucking I just bought the Fire Stick and like there's
1: some good stuff in there. Um, so I I'd, I'd give it a look, but I'm still not there either. Like Netflix is still my main like
0: you you think my, I'd my watch jam. at least one of them because the I mean the unfortunate reality of the Fire Stick is it shoves that shit in your face as soon as yeah, you fucking turn I, it on. That's
1: that's one of the things I hate about that actually, but
0: yeah. um I I do like the thing. It works well for what I need it to do, although.
1: I just wish they'd have a little bit of class about it and not just jam that down your throat. Um,
0: yeah, it's, it's a little strange in some, some aspects. Like I'd be okay
1: if they stick something in there that was just like, um, check out Amazon original properties and there's like one well, button like, you can click, but it's kind of yeah. like Xbox started out that way too, where like you could go to your dashboard and it was like, oh yeah, check out this one thing. And then quickly Xbox's dashboard became like an ad platform. Uh, and well, that's just not fun at all.
0: The thing with the Fire Stick is like everything is an app. So like I have WWE um network on it i have netflix and i have plex those are the three main things that i use up there um but then like everything else all amazon's content is not an app it's just
1: you can it just just belches it out on the
0: screen next to everything else so oh, i
1: know yeah we have one in our bedroom too and and don't get me wrong i I like it okay but it, it is disappointing that uh they don't you know like I don't know. Just advertising I, is gross. I bought mine. I, stop it.
0: I bought mine, uh, on a, on a super good sale and it works heads and tails better than my aging PS3. What with the fact that the Fire Stick is actually capable of, of transmitting AC wireless and all that good stuff. Whereas yeah, the PS3 sure. is locked in it, it. God,
1: I don't even like watching stuff on my PS4. PS4 is still only wireless, wireless N. at least the one i got is and that's my
0: my ps4 well my ps4 is the same generation as yours um but mine is also connected via lan
1: i don't have a wireless so Uh, and that's one of the things that scares me coming up to christmas is like um i'm gonna have to i i've got to run some wire basically because uh i don't know i'll have to check um i'll have to check anyway i don't want to give spoilers occasionally my daughter listens to the show and she might have some inkling of what's going on. So I
0: got I got two K eighteen under the tree. Nice,
1: nice,
0: nice. And Natalie doesn't listen to the show, so that's fine.
1: Yeah, I don't think she's gonna get spoiled on that. I'm one.
0: gonna throw the season pass in with it too, so I can get the bonus content.
1: Yeah. Um. Anyway. Dope. Um. Okay. So let's talk about. Uh, I don't know. Tell me about this J.K. Rowling thing, because I'm not entirely sure. That, um. Okay. Rowling. Rowling. It. Rowling.
0: Okay. Uh. Joe. Joe. Rowling.
1: Joe. Rowling.
0: Uh. So. All right. Johnny Depp was cast as Grindelwald in Fantastic Beasts. Um,
1: Continuing the um, desire to cast Johnny Depp as everything.
0: Well, this was like, I don't know. Fantastic Beasts was out last year, right? So this is obviously two and a half, three years ago that it was cast. Uh, Problem is, is Amber Heard, his wife, um, uh, left him. There's allegations of abuse, this, that, and the other thing. Oh, yeah. I kind of heard about that. Right. Um, It turns out. Both parties agreed that they were acting like jackasses and settled, um, out of court. They didn't even, I, as far as I know, there's not even like a gag order on either person. They were just like, look, we were really shooting each other, um, and it's not what we wanted to do to each other and blah, blah, nice. blah. Um, and, but it didn't stop, uh,
1: Amber Heard is, uh, fucking Mira in the, the thing, right?
0: Uh, she's definitely Alice in Alice in Wonderland amber heard okay continue and um anyway um a lot of the fan base was like look uh jk you're always always very very pro uh social justice why would you have this woman beat her you know in this movie and she is largely ignored most of it until recently when she was like look here's the deal um, this shit happened, and then based on this other shit that happened, we made a decision to continue moving forward with what we were doing because we think that um, he is not the man that's being portrayed in in the media, and since there was no criminal charges, everybody's apparently happy and appeased at this point. There's no point in redoing shit. Like,
1: Yeah, this is going to be kind of an interesting area to move into because uh, similar rumors came out about T.J. Miller uh um tj miller you probably best know him from the emoji movie
0: <laughs> <laughs> or maybe deadpool's buddy that named him deadpool
1: yeah or more likely silicon valley on hbo but anyway yeah, that's true. um similar allegations came out against tj miller and um him and his uh uh yeah partner spouse whatever um I don't know if they're married. married, I think think he's married, but basically said, no, this is bullshit. This chick's been doing this forever now. And, uh, she's making shit up and this is the new, like she's trying to capitalize, capitalize on these allegations to, you know, ruin us now that it's financially beneficial to do so. So, um, I don't know. We, we kind of have to maintain a little bit of skepticism about this. Like, generally speaking when i hear these types of things i I think that probably people on both sides did something fucked up um like when when we're talking about singular allegations so it gets a little bit different as the second and third and fourth and fifth and seventh and 19th in the case of donald trump victim comes out then it becomes a little less skeptical it's like yeah no uh 19 people probably aren't making this up of all just uh um you know varieties and and so on um but in this case it's like I don't know. It's kind of gray. I mean, if she was still pushing really hard and saying, no, he, th- what he did was fucked up and this is all fucked up and, you know, it's kind of a different story. But since they're kind of all seem to be on the same page and everybody's like, uh, basically okay now, I'm kind of okay with it. Like, uh, I don't know. We'll see. Um, so
0: here's her quote, and it, there may be actually there may actually be a gag order in place uh, just based on the verbiage of this. But I, she I said, suspect there probably is. That's um, the other
1: thing that kind of scares me here too. Is like a healthy bit of skepticism says that Johnny Depp has a lot more power than Amber Heard, and it wouldn't surprise me at all if he can control that narrative.
0: Well, here's the thing. Um, she says, however. The agreements that have been put in place to protect the privacy of the two people, both of whom have expressed a desire to get on with their lives, must be respected. Based on our understanding of the circumstances, the filmmakers are not only comfortable sticking with our original casting, but genuinely happy to have Johnny played a major character in the movie. Yeah, there you go. So, um I don't know. I Here's the thing. Johnny Depp, for the most part, in in the media of uh, the last 20 years, has been portrayed as nothing but a magnanimous good dude. Yeah. Um Obviously, I don't know the guy. Yep. Um, it's very possible that he puts on the Jack Sparrow, um, outfit, goes to Disneyland, shakes hands with all the kids, and then goes home and beats the shit out of his wife. I don't know. Yeah, same. I'm not saying that's happening, but I can't also for sure tell you that it doesn't happen. Um, but, um, I also do feel like JK wouldn't move forward with something Dude, if she felt follow, like that was a possibility. If you
1: follow Joe on Twitter, um, I call her Joe because we're buddies. Yeah. Um, if you follow Joe that's on Twitter too, yeah, I, I gotta say, I, she's absolutely not somebody I think that would do anything but what she believes is to be the right and true thing. And so, if she really thought that this is a problem, I, I do think she would come out and excoriate Johnny Depp, yeah. Uh, um, if that was warranted, um, that I don't really have, you know. So that's the other thing too. Like, I want to maintain some healthy, but we're not talking about Lena Dunham here. Um, we're talking about somebody <laughs> who we know has uh, character and um, and and general, you know, moral standing. Um, so I kind of I kind of want to say like I don't know enough about this and uh, like I. I I just, I assume Joe Rowling does Joe Rowling. Um, So I'm going to, I'm going to just, you know, let, let her say. I'll trust, her. I'll
0: trust her judgment. Yeah. Basically.
1: So. And, and you know, if the next one comes out and it's like, Oh yeah. Well, actually, these 10 women that Johnny dated in the past have come out and said, Yeah, he, he's a total woman beater. Then, then I'll get my pitch. I'll, I'll shine up my pitchfork and go after him <laughs>
0: They're like, Harvey Weinstein actually paid Johnny Depp to beat the women that wouldn't sleep with him. So yeah. So you know, yeah. The, no. Then in,
1: in that, in that case, that's, then that's I'm, total fabrication. I'm happy to, you know, uh, sharpen up my pitchfork, uh, uh, and, you know, light up the torches and, and have a good old fashioned mob you know yeah all right so let's talk about star trek next okay well that's a good idea um this is a weird fucking i don't i just don't even know what to do with this I, this I, is this I keep is, trying to picture this is this in why my head i feel like I we,
0: we're actually in the twilight zone because donald I j do- trump is our president and quentin tarantino is planning on making an r-rated star trek film
1: Okay, stop. St- does that not sound like a joke? Does that not l- sound like either the setup or a punchline to a joke?
0: A J.J. Abrams produced R-rated Star Trek like, film. I
1: almost, I almost expect Peter from Family to be like, "That's almost as bad as the time uh, that uh, Quentin Tarantino made a Star Trek film, film that was rated R, and it's going to be like super dialogue heavy, and then somebody stabs and everybody bleeds all over the 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 uh, the fucking con or whatever."
0: Well, here's the thing. Um, my original thought was. There's still one more Star Trek movie that all the boys are contractually obligated to fulfill, and,
1: we're gonna and I was go, like, "Are oh, we in Star Trek?"
0: No, uh, it turns out we're not because that is, uh, that's Star Trek. Um, it, this is this is going to be different. This is going to be a spinoff. Not a not a reboot you so. or you think
1: so or is that like the thing that I just glossed over when I was reading it?
0: I believe that's I bel I don't know if it's this article necessarily that says it, but uh, there I definitely have read other articles that, that suggest that this is going to be not part of the Chris Pine uh, Star Trek canon uh, that we currently have. So it'll be interesting. I'm I'm strangely fascinated to see what Tarantino is going to oh. do, um, and it's possibly going to be his last film. Tarantino's uh, as far as directing goes, yeah.
1: Wow, that'd be a hell of a send off. So, um you know, deadline this link is broken, so maybe this is a broken rumor. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Google it. You might. I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and I'm just going to Google that rumor. Right or
0: up. I didn't link it right. No, there's no, there's no um,
1: Didn't I put it in there? I thought
0: I put it no, in. No, I put that in there.
1: Oh, that's Or maybe is, you did. That is broken. So we got a we got a tail here. Um hold on. I will I would, figure this out. Yeah. Uh Tarantino. Got an extra underscores, I think the thing. Let's click that now. I bet we can open the link and um nope, still broken. Fuck, is it? Yeah,
0: Romeo and Juliet.
1: Yeah, that's what I get too. Awesome. That's that's fucked up. This is a good. This is a good. This is a good bit of podcasting though. Watches the boys try to get a link into the internet.
0: Um, If we had video, you guys could watch us fiddle farting around with our fucking iPads like a couple monkeys trying to hump a doorknob.
1: Star Trek movie. Okay, so here's the part where I'm going to go find a good link for this, and then I'm going to go throw it in there. Oh, it's the same link right there. I'm just, Okay. There it is. There we got it. Yeah, how about
0: you Tag replace that link?
1: That over there. Um, Look, I'm pressing the buttons. You do the fucking thing. That's the deal, iPad. That is the deal we have for us. Deadline. Delete. Oh god, you deleted it all? No, he didn't. Okay, I'm just I'm hitting the delete button, but it's not wanting to. Oh, what the hell happened? Okay.
0: Um, you didn't delete anything.
1: It, it'll pop up in a second. It's like moving really slow on my iPad too, which is okay. fucking retarded. I, think, I gotta say, like as much as I like Google Docs on the internet, it fucking sucks on the iPad. It, I cannot get over how much shit. It's this not is. just
0: the iPad though. It sucks on Android too. It's 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 literally just shitty on mobile.
1: I, I, I which is for sure.
0: ridiculous because it's fucking Google.
1: Yeah, I thought for sure, like, I was like, oh, well, it's just my shitty old iPad that can't do this, and then I'm going to get the new iPad, and I have a 10.5 Pro, and it still runs, Ooh, like, absolute Pro. horse balls, uh, so, Well, yeah. I have
0: 128 gigs of fucking storage, bitch.
1: <laughs> um, okay, so anyway, I fixed the link, and now it's in there. Um, and so, my
0: blood pressure isn't going to kill me right now. Well. Bam.
1: Brag about it, don't you? Why don't you? Um... So anyway, oh, he's
0: looking terrible these days. Jesus
1: Christ. Tarantino? Yeah, yeah, he looked like he aged about 100 years since the last time i seen him, but he still looks exactly like Tarantino. I think Tarantino, that's though, so. just
0: the Weinstein. Like, that must be the picture they 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 took of him when the Weinstein story broke. Yeah. And he was like, fuck, that's where all my money comes from. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. This, get, this is very details light. I don't think this is probably going to... I think you're probably right in that I don't think it's going to be the proper, like um, send off for Chris Pine's crew. Um, but it could be, but anyway, yes, yeah, the whole thing is just weird. The, this is a twilight zone link right here. I don't know. Go check it out. It's in the show notes. I, I actually, I fixed the link, so it makes sense now. Um, finally in the miscellaneous section, I have another piece of news. Um, this means probably nothing to Matt, but it's exciting for me. John Scalzi, who is one of my favorite authors and he's actually a super cool guy to follow on Twitter too. Um, so I, I check him out.
0: He and uh, will Wheaton get into some interesting Twitter wars.
1: He yes, because Scalzi I think is another just like legit nerd, and he's, yes. he's So he's really fun to follow. Um, but his we very much
0: respects him and will absolutely flame him every chance he gets.
1: Though. A lot of dude, a lot of dudes do, especially on Twitter. Um, uh, my other favorite author, Roth Patrick Rothfuss, uh, who did Wise Man's Fear and and uh, the the Kingkiller Chronicles. I'm
0: trying to bring back the term flaming. By the way,
1: oh yeah, you can do that. You need to try to you're not not being all homophobic, but like just no. like yeah, okay, cool.
0: People used to flame people on the internet all the time, but no, I don't know no. why nobody uses that term anymore. Well, well now
1: I think they say side eye, but then they, they don't say that anymore, and so then they were saying shade, and now I don't, I don't, now they don't say that any, even anymore. I think now like they say return, something like, reserved terms for side get,
0: eye and shade, like for like real life experiences. Like now, you can't now really throw shade on the now, internet.
1: Now it's like you got ratioed. Um, that that's the thing. Have you heard of that one? Uh, that I, one's a fun I mean, one. I, I had to Google that one. Um, anyway, so, um, Scalzi, uh, John Scalzi is is a super good author and he wrote, um, the, the most famous of his works is his, his, uh, book, Old Man's War. Uh, it's a very cool book. It's a sci fi space thing and I really, really enjoyed it. Um, it's, it's not a super hard read either. So I, I, you know, I could, super recommend this to you um it is a fun oh just like oh it's it's not
0: hard to read so i should read it well i just mean it's it's not is there pictures too
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay so let's just show hands who reads most of their books books and graphic graphic novel i mean yeah okay so but anyway no what i'm saying is like it's not one of those I, i guess i said it wrong what i'm saying is like you don't need to like this is not one of those, like, super cerebral, like, you need to sit down with your, like, a cup of tea in your good reading chair with your smoking jacket on and really digest the material or something like that. It is just a good, fun read. Come um, on. If
0: I put a smoking jacket on, it's so I can drink brandy. All right?
1: <laughs> yeah, perfect. Uh, it's a smoking jacket that we drink brandy from. Uh, makes sense. Um, it does make sense. I'm not even making fun. Uh, but anyway... um, this uh i've really enjoyed this there's four or five novels in the series i think so far i'm probably wrong about that but i think i've read four or five of them and they're all really really good and i really really enjoyed them and uh scalzi has you know some interesting ideas that he he uh puts in the, in the novels that i think it'll be fun to see on screen um he also sets up a world that i think will be really cool to see on screen so i'm picturing like uh i don't know um yeah, I don't even want to finish that sentence. I started to say I, Star Trip, Starship Troopers, but that's not right I'm, at all, because it's definitely not in that vein.
0: I'll probably check this book out specifically because um the trailer for Ready Player One and your recommendation both made me feel like I really needed to read that book, and then I was very, very, very happy that I did. Um, so I will probably pick this up just because this is a
1: different novel for sure. Like this isn't like, um, I I really suggested ready player one because like the nerd, the nerd love that that book gets because just purely because
0: I'm not expecting something chock full of fucking star trek and and video game references and shit like that like yeah but uh it's
1: it's a good solid read and it's not um but i imagine you're gonna want
0: to talk about the show when it actually finally happens at some point so i should probably be at least somewhat familiar with the product like
1: uh king killer like king killer is my favorite book series but uh, like i fully acknowledge that you may read that for the first time and think okay that's all right and one of the things i love about that is i can read i've read that book three or four times a piece now and every single read through, I find something, some new level of depth to it. Um, this isn't that like it is just a good like you can just sit down and enjoy it. Like it, it's going to be, um, you know, in the in the good category, but not necessarily great. But it's a fun read. And I, I think that they could do something interesting on screen with it. So.
0: Oh, uh, <laughs> so uh, as you noticed when you walked in today, the, I was watching um, Austin Powers with my family. As you do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the reason for that is because my daughter um Emmy uh apparently also watched uh Kingsman. The oh. First one. The yeah, first the one Kingsman, at her mom's house. Kingsman. I like. And I was like, well, I was already planning on watching Austin Powers video. I said, but we should we should make it like a total like humorous British spy <laughs> like marathon kind of thing. So, um we're going to we're going to actually finish up the Austin Powers movies and then and then move into the uh Kingsman movies. Nice uh because the Kingsman is out on Blu-ray now the the Golden Circle the new one. Oh so cool, I'm cool, cool. Totally going to check that out real soon. All right. Um so we got a couple pieces of news here that are um live music uh concert related. Yeah. One is extremely positive, the other one not so much. <laughs> uh so we're going to talk about the positive one first. Dave Grohl kicked somebody in the head. No. No, <laughs> not ever. Uh Dave Grohl actually uh did play though in the Sleepy Little Town of Eugene, Oregon. Uh, I'm two weeks so ago.
1: jealous I I didn't go to that show. I, I actually kind of regret that. Like, uh, not, you not, really no should lie. regret it. I'm oh, not great. kidding you. Yeah. Uh, that
0: good? Yeah, it was super good. So um the Struts. The Struts opened. The Struts are a very, very British, very, very uh 70s, early 80s arena rock style band. Well, they the were name, like the Struts. Super what? fucking fun. Yeah. Lead singer comes out wearing a jumpsuit with tassels everywhere, like no nice. shit. Um they put on a hell of a show. Uh, Foo Fighters take the stage, and, okay, I've been to a shit ton of concerts. Mm-hmm. It is extremely rare for a headlining act to show up on stage on time, mm-hmm. let alone somewhat early. Wow. And then play for three fucking hours. God damn, are you serious? Not kidding you. They were on the stage just before nine, and they played until midnight.
1: Go fuck yourself. I wish I would have gone to that show.
0: Um, it was so goddamn amazing. Dave Grohl literally calls everybody motherfuckers all the time, and it's amazing. Um, he is fucking funny. Uh, they break for, uh, band introductions, and like every person that gets introduced actually plays kind of like a song. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so uh, have you, are you, very familiar with their most recent record yet uh Concrete Gold. Gold. Yeah.
1: I was just actually going to say I've been listening to it a lot a lot Sunday more. it has got so much good stuff on it. Yeah. Sunday, yeah. Rain. Sunday Rain I really like. I think that's the one we talked about because I don't like Taylor Hawkins singing. Yeah. But Sunday Rain is really really good and I I totally it's my jam. So they lift
0: his drum kit up like on a platform that rises and he does that song himself. Like I mean they, they're in the rest of them play but like he's up on this 15 foot fi- fucking high like drum set wow doing his shit um they break for introductions um he introduces chris shiflett which is their lead guitar player and he rips out um most of eruption oh nice um right there and then plays an alice cooper song but like their audience interaction is just fucking amazing because he literally like he looks out and he's like and he's talking to chris shiflett and he's like you're gonna play this song or he's like he's gonna play a song for you it's it's by um alice cooper and he looks at chris shiflett and he goes can i dedicate a song that you're playing to somebody else <laughs> and and like Chris looks out and he goes, Is it that motherfucker in the banana suit out there? Cause there was a dude in a banana suit. <laughs> and, well that's Eugene. Yeah. And like Dave looks out in the in the in the on the floor and he goes, You're wearing a fucking banana suit. <laughs> and he goes, So that's some shit you had laying around on the in the house and just decided to wear it to a fucking rock show? Like what <laughs> like, so they 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 call him out for wearing his banana suit and
1: um, as as they want to do, yeah.
0: And then and then like and then he starts talking to this other dude in the front row that's wearing a Rush shirt and he goes he goes, "Yeah, I go." He goes, "Um, he goes, "I saw you walking into the show by yourself." And he goes, "And I knew when I saw you that this was going to be a real fucking rock show because you're wearing a fucking Rush t-shirt." <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, "Yeah, you you're wondering how I saw you. It's cuz I was sitting in a limo fucking doing blow." which i didn't believe for a minute that he was doing but you know uh it's just one of those fucking things um and then he got into an argument with another dude in the front row about whether or not they'd ever played eugene (laughs) okay um (laughs) and he specifically uh talked about playing a show at at the armory he's like this place has an armory right which is actually in salem yeah um and i was actually at that show (laughs) because it was in 1996 jesus christ um but anyway like his 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 interactions with people is funny because he's arguing with that dude he goes have you been to every foo fighter show because i have (laughs) (laughs) um
1: so like i don't doubt that they use these lines all the time um but it's still cold
0: no i wondered i wondered on some of that stuff but then like
1: um i, I mean i don't think they use the banana suit lines in a very often no,
0: but. right so um one of the things that they've been doing um regularly uh with the struts is they bring the lead singer out and they perform under pressure oh god damn you um and and uh the the dude from the struts does uh uh, um, Freddie Mercury, Freddie Mercury's part, and then the the Bowie part is done by Taylor Hawkins. Uh, Dave actually walks around and, and drums for that. Oh wow! Um, God damn it! I
1: hate you for going to see this. I well, hate you so much. And,
0: and so I knew I knew the Mercury part was was going to be the do with the struts because he already has like that high pitched vocal style.
1: Yeah, it's just it's definitely not something Dave or Taylor is going to do.
0: What I did not know is how much Taylor Hawkins was going to channel Bowie because oh, really? it was fucking incredible.
1: Um, see it's funny because I uh, you know, um there's only a few songs with Taylor sings on on the Foo Records. Um at least lead. I, um and up up until Sunday Rain, I don't think I've liked any of them. But Sunday Rain is so fucking good. Like I just I I, I wish they would have gotten him to do that before. Uh uh the one that I think I really really hate. I skip over it every time is there's a track on the um the uh uh soft side of um in your honor yeah and taylor has that whole song and i hate it and i skip it every single um, time
0: i know which one you're talking about uh i can't remember the name of it but yeah i can't either cold day in the sun
1: yeah, yeah. Sucks. Which i don't like it
0: which is funny uh taylor doesn't like it either yeah because uh he dave was talking about it and he was like he's like he actually sings another song too it's called cold day in the sun but he won't do it and yeah and that's when they do under pressure Bullying. um Mulligan.
1: Yeah, he he needs some mulligan that one because it's not a good song. But he's so good on Sunday Rain, like it's surprising because I really thought I just hated how Taylor sings, and it turns out I just hated how he sings on that song. My, my
0: wife fucking loves Taylor, and she loved that they did that live. Um, I'll actually play a clip from the Under Pressure stuff too. Oh, cool, cool. Um yeah. but uh, um, so what else did they do? Oh, so then, uh, like they kind of do a couple more songs, and then kind of like three quarters through the show, uh, he goes, uh. We're in the Pacific Northwest. I don't get to do this that often. So I'm going to bring this other dude up on stage um, and we're going to do a song that actually I wrote when we were sitting, you know, in in a fucking studio not doing anything, which I assume meant they were waiting for Kurt. Yeah. Uh, But he brings uh Chris Novoselic out. Holy shit. And they did Big Me.
1: Holy shit.
0: And so I saw all the surviving members of Nirvana on the stage because it was, it was Dave and, and Chris and, and Pat oh Smear over my there.
1: God, I, I, I just, I don't think I've, like, my regret levels are peaking right now.
0: Uh, dude, that, that, that show did not sell out until like the week before. Like, you absolutely could have gone.
1: I'm so pissed off at myself for not doing that. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, uh, overall, one of the most positive experiences I've had at a rock show. It was fucking amazing. Some dudes were trying to leave. Um, like, he, they came out to do three more songs for the encore and like, they got done with this, uh, the first song. It was after, the, cause they did Breakdown by Tom Petty. Oh, nice. Um, which was fucking emotional as hell because like, so, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but in 1994, um, Tom Petty actually didn't have a permanent drummer. They'd lost their drummer. And, uh, Dave Grohl was asked to come in and drum for their Saturday Night Live performance. Yep. Following that, Tom Petty actually offered Dave,
1: the, the permanent position. The, the permanent yeah. position.
0: He turned it down. Um, but obviously there was mutual respect there. And so they did the song. Uh, Dave does it as only Dave can. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, right in the songs closing out, like they put a big picture of Tom up on the Tron and shit like that. So.
1: Wow. Nice.
0: Um, And then some dudes were trying to leave. They were They were getting up to leave. And they were up in, like, the... Uh, probably the 200 level or whatever like that. And he saw him get up and start to go for the exit. He goes, look at these motherfuckers trying to leave early. And, like... And then, like, they, uh... They kind of, like... Like, balk at him and, like, act like they're gonna go back to those. He's like, no, no. No, go ahead. It's fine. <laughs> and then... And then as they turn around... As they as they continue to leave, like, he kind of turns around and goes, assholes. Like... <laughs>
1: That's not quite Skywalker level of of like humiliation, but it's up there.
0: It's it was pretty close, like. Uh so yeah, man, it was it was a fucking phenomenal show. Um uh they're playing again in September at the Moda Center, but the, the unfortunately, like, to get two hundred level tickets, you're talking a minimum of a hundred a pop for that wow, show. God damn. You can get tickets cheaper, but they're up in the in the three hundred levels, and I will not go see a concert at the Moda Center in the three hundred level seats, I just won't do it.
1: Yeah, that's fair.
0: So um
1: okay well now that I'm full of bucket of regrets uh let's go on to somebody else who's full of regrets right now
0: uh well, is he hopefully maybe. I hope so
1: well i mean I, we talked about this before the show uh, okay so uh queens of the stone age my f- one of my favorite bands uh josh Holm, uh also you know tangentially re- related to uh dave grohl and the foo fighters because uh, uh dave, dave drum for, for, for them for a while um, and most notably on the so- the record songs for the Deaf um josh home just kind of kicked a chick in the face this this last week or two um yeah. she's a photographer she's unabashedly taking pictures. kicked yeah. her in the face she's taking pictures and he kicked the camera but you know like five seconds of cause and effect like this this is like a move a five-year-old making like i didn't kick her in the face i kicked a camera that also is directly on her face and you know slammed into her face so uh he kind of kicked a chick in the face and uh anyway we got a link in the show notes and it's 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 kind of you watch it and it, it uh
0: this is at a K-Rock event, too, and, um, what's weird in this day and age is this chick was like, no, I don't hold K-Rock responsible, I hold the one fucking asshole motherfucker that kicked me in the face responsible. Yeah,
1: like, which, you know, is is another damning thing, because it's not like she's, like, she's she's being as, as down as you can about it, which is, you know, like, he kicked me in the face She's obviously not
0: suing everybody and their dog, you yeah. know.
1: Um... So anyway, the videos in the in the show notes you can watch it. Um, I I forgot if I go think about it, which I probably won't. I'll put the uh, there was at first. Uh, uh, Queens issued a really weak ass apology. There was like in a fit of like Uh, a musical genius or something like that it's not quite that level of douchey but it's up there like in a fit of musical genius while also breaking other things on stage uh dave uh, or not dave fucking josh also managed to kick a photographer he's very far sorry for the actions and blah blah blah. it's just like the funny thing is if you
0: watch the video too it's not even like that like there's nothing happening he's walking around and he sees a camera and kicks it Yeah, like Like that's really all there is. It's
1: it's it it is very just like disturbing, like in the that it's sad to watch. Uh the good news is also in the link that I have here, there's some follow up Instagram videos in which he actually apologizes. The actual apology is much, much better. Um But still it's a it's a dick move. I have to think um I have to think that Josh has got some substance problems right now because like there's nothing uh, i mean I, I just don't know like otherwise he's just a whole a horrible asshole
0: guys don't get fucked up and kick people in the face when you're on stage yeah
1: there's a lot more to this show though like he he's like gigging uh, during the show like there's a picture down there so i i i think he was super fucked up like here just go read the article uh i i have to feel like we're not too far away from a rehab announcement but you know anyway <laughs> um let's let's talk some wrestling. we little got a little bit, bit of, we got little a bit. little bit of wrestling.
0: Um, we only have one news story here although this is a big one guys um we'd have more but there was a pay-per-view on sunday and nobody watched it nope um i mean i don't even know if anybody watched no I'm, I'm kidding i'm sure people somebody watched probably it. did it just wasn't us um so this was let me let me actually look at the date real quick before i start talking because i know that there was a specific date that this happened come on open the link you fucker
1: W W E. That's my contribution, actually. I'm just gonna keep saying WWE until there Matt finds the right link.
0: No, I got the link. It's open it now.
1: okay, cool. Um
0: because um, this is actually from WWE.com.
1: Yeah, earlier today, uh dated on a date that is not. It was here? Apparently ago, available. Yeah, motherfucker. Uh, oh, December seventh.
0: December seventh. I said it first. Um so uh Sasha Banks and Alexa Bliss made some history uh because they are the first female wrestlers to compete on the Arabian Peninsula ever. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Um there's photographs in the article too, and you'll note that uh they are very much uh covered from ankles to wrists, um, and all that kind of stuff. Like there is, yeah, there it's is not a exposed ridiculous. flesh. Um so actually they, they don't look too bad their outfits uh I mean they although, don't look
1: bad at all but it's clear that uh th- they're doing a different they're doing a different venue because th- that is not what Alexa Bliss's ring attire usually looks like yeah. or Sasha's for that matter. No.
0: Um sasha actually there's I think there's um a link in there to a video too where she talks about stuff and she's very very emotional about um uh, being able to do that and um apparently there was a lot of chants in the crowd about um this is freedom and some other things that were going oh, that's on and whatnot. Cool. So um, pretty, yeah, that's, that's pretty groundbreaking. Um, anytime you get uh, pro wrestling has a, a bad rap in a lot of, in a lot of ways because it is a work. Um, and so a lot of times it gets written off as, as something that's just quote, not real or not important and whatnot. But a lot of people don't realize they do shit like this um, quite a bit. This is a big deal because it's obviously promoting um, women's athletics in a country that isn't overly supportive of women doing anything other than staying I mean, home with. the UAE. It's, it's yeah. about as
1: backward as, as it gets.
0: Yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, following the September 11th attack, uh, September 11th attacks in the World Trade Center and the Pentagon in, um, in 2001, uh, the WWE was also the first to put on a major event, um, later on that week when they hosted SmackDown. It was the first gathering of that size uh following the attacks and they did it specifically because um vince mcmahon is 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 very much of the opinion that life goes on and the faster people get back to doing what people do then the faster that the the fear goes away and he also got a lot of encouragement from local government and everything else uh to do it i'm sure there was heightened security you know yeah uh but it was I, and I didn't remember that until actually, you know, I was, obviously I, I still, I go back and watch archive content and, um, that's kind of where I was a couple of weeks ago when I was, and I texted Eddie about it. I was like, this is weird yeah for sure <laughs> i'll think so. about i
1: can check check that out i think uh i'm sure that was an interesting one to watch but anyway this is cool good on the wwe for doing something like this this is a kind of a bold move just in general uh I, you know they had to make some concessions obviously like i said that the ring and tie that the girls are wearing and is nowhere near what they're usually wearing um but that's okay honestly uh the the one thing to take away here is um I don't know. On the one hand, like, I want to see him wearing the skimpiest thing ever in the UAE. On the other hand, I complain about, like, the ring attire being too skimpy in the America, in the United States. So it's kind of a weird dichotomy.
0: The, the thing is, is this is a generation of female wrestlers that don't necessarily have to get by on showing skin. They're, like, this is the most talent we've had on a roster, um, especially in the women's division ever. Um, these girls can actually go out and work a match uh and don't have to rely on on showing skin to get over they just don't
1: oh no that, that's that's the thing and that's kind of where i'm getting at in the uae i want them to see go do the pro, do do the progressive thing which is more skin on the united states i want to see them do the progressive thing which is less skin um so <laughs> they they uh you know i don't know it's a weird world we live in but you know good good on the wwe for doing this uh congratulations to sasha and alexa uh you know if anything this is a thing that like um you know regardless of where their careers go from here they're they're going to get to say they did this forever yeah. so also
0: um one more history uh making thing and this is not nearly as important history but it was just announced this week that the Royal Rumble pay-per-view coming up in January will feature a women's Royal Rumble match
1: god damn it's about time it, although so. i mean How's that going to work? Because they definitely don't have thirty women, do they?
0: They don't have thirty, but they probably have twenty to twenty-five. Like this between the SmackDown and the Raw rosters oh, now, if they've you put got them a together. Pretty, that's, yeah, that's a good and point. They yeah. they will be together. So nice. Um, it'll be a pretty
1: that will be actually kind of a really you know sort of groundbreaking thing in the industry too. So
0: yeah, and we'll probably cover it. We'll probably actually watch it and, and then and then do a show after to yeah. to cover it. So.
1: All right, guys, so uh, that's the show for this week. Um, I got to say, I'm not really sure how this show schedule is going to look like for the next week or two, because definitely um, this, this weekend is Christmas, so we're probably not going to be recording. Uh, I, I don't think my wife's going to be too down if I leave on Christmas Eve and go record a podcast I
0: mean, you. we might be able to do one on Saturday if you're up for it, but I'm, cause I'm here.
1: Yeah, that would be cool. And I I'm mean, off there until... is a giant bottle of Crown Royal that we have to help you with. Yeah,
0: so. I am off until the 27th. I don't go back to work until the 27th of December, yeah. so...
1: So we'll see how it goes. um, we might do a christmas extravaganza. We might not if we don't you know come check us out again in a week or two um I'm sure if if that doesn't happen then the week after we'll be back to our regular schedule. We're also gonna try to tide you over with the star Wars special episode we mentioned at the top of the hour uh of two hours probably at this point um and then of course, you get the regular show to listen to the, this week, so if we don't see you until then. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holiday to all of you. Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa,
0: uh, whatever you, you Festivus, choose to recognize. Uh, yeah. Uh, I guess we should have just gone recognize. with Festivus.
1: um, And so on. So, uh, and if oh. you want to tell us about how we're saying Merry Christmas again, you can go to at whatever show on Twitter.
0: Yeah. And here's the deal. Um, I'm going to prove Donald Trump wrong because I have no problem saying Merry Christmas to you guys. I know that maybe not all of you maybe celebrate Christmas, but those of you that do and listen to the show, I'm relatively certain you're not offended by it um and by the way if that's
1: the thing they're like well i'm not fucking listening to this shit anymore that, that'll be funny i hope that's yeah. the nail in our
0: coffin yeah that would be that would hilarious be, that would be, uh, that's that's a, that's a hill i'll die on
1: yeah uh facebook.com slash whatever show Did we do that one yet
0: we did it on the star wars episode doesn't count we're doing this back to back so yeah, yeah facebook.com slash whatever show um we're at whatever show on twitter uh eddie is at charles e smith
1: on twitter matt is at matt tessen t-e-s-s-e-n i know i'm confused i feel like a grown-up now <laughs> yeah who's <laughs> my big boy um and uh, last up questions at Co, if you want to send us emails and stuff like that um to help the show out go please give us a rating on apple podcasts or uh, just send us your fucking money uh questions at whatever or uh, sponsors at Co, we will shill your shit uh we don't have any morals it's fine
0: unless you're um ab and bev i i won't actually shill your shit
1: we do have one moral <laughs>
0: I will. I will turn your money away. If that is the you're one moral, But
1: if you need, like, if you're a big pharma company and you're like, how do we shill our next thing that may or may not cause male pattern dick falling off? Martin Scully, uh, come on. We'll, we got it. We'll
0: shill your thousand dollar pill aids medication. It's fine. Yeah.
1: All right, guys. We'll see you next week.